And we are live, Wrestle Purist Podcast, episode 101, hosted by myself, Charlie, and Chris O'Bread, joining us on this Thursday evening. Today, we're going to do our usual thing. We're going to review AEW Dynamite. We're going to talk about Sting announcing his 2024 retirement. We're going to talk about this PWI. 250 women's list for 2023 break that down a little bit and uh whatever else you guys want us to talk about so first things first please like subscribe send any super chats with any questions any takes anything like that we'll get them read out and turn on the post notifications so you get alerted whenever we do these live streams uh hope everyone's doing well starting with my fellow co-hosts chris o'bread back on a thursday podcast it's been a minute what's going on hey uh glad to be back uh, I was not, I was low-key stranded at a gas station when Montel asked me if I wanted to be on the pod, but for the love of the game, I said yes, and uh, here I am. Went to Dynamite last night, mm-hmm. had a great time, ready to talk about it. Yeah, man, good stuff. It's a good reason for us to have you on here as well, having uh, Chris there with the live experience. Got to see Mystico live as well, going to ask him all about it. Oh, <laughs> Charlie, uh, how's it going? Try and ignore doing Chris good. if you can. Yeah, uh, yeah, doing good. Had work earlier today. Already done a podcast, but we're here again. We're talking dynamite. Enjoyed the show last night. It was pretty good for the most part. Excited to get into it. So you're in demand now. You're getting bookings yeah. all over the place. Other channels are reaching out to you. They don't reach out to me. They don't reach out to Chris. They don't reach out to. They don't even reach out to Weibo. They just want. <laughs> they want Charlie and they want Joe. So I don't know what mm-hmm. that tells me, but <laughs> I don't know. You know. Um, Doing the work. But yeah, Charlie's in demand. Deservedly so, of mm-hmm. course, of course. Um, but yeah, man, we're going to talk about Dynamite. We're going to talk about all the things I just mentioned. But any of the other, any other subjects and stuff like that that you want us to talk about, just mention it in the live chat, and we'll get to it because it's not like it's been a super stacked couple of days of news. So, uh, you know, we're just going to be talking grabs. Let's talk a few super chats. So, uh, Karan, one hundred and fifty rupees. Appreciate you as always. We're Dynamite with a good opener and a great Kenny Omega match on. Uh, AEW's idea of comedy is slow mo close ups means funny and it's exhausting to watch. Um, yeah, AEW's version of comedy usually doesn't uh, press my buttons. You know, uh, it doesn't really get me giggling away in my bedroom watching the shows. But I know a lot of the fans do take to it. You know, uh, if you if you say anything bad about a Danhausen, you will have a bunch of replies. People saying how much they love him and how funny he is and how great he is. If you say anything about Tony Storm stuff, you'll get the same. If you say anything about the Roddy Strong and Adam Cole segments, you'll get the same thing. So, uh, comedy is even more subjective than wrestling already is. You know, but uh, I tend to fall on uh, Karan's side of this one. I don't really find a lot of it very to my taste anyway, but uh, Kenny Omega did have a great match and it was a good opener, yeah. Uh, another 100 rupees from Karan. Torn on the Kenny MJF match timing because I'd love a pay-per-view match, but Kenny trying to stop Max from passing him on collision possibly makes sense. Yeah, yeah that follows me up. Uh, we got the face-to-face yesterday. Uh, Chris, how did, the, how did the arena react when MJF and Kenny Omega got face-to-face yesterday? Uh, so when it, when Kenny first popped on the screen, he got a huge pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when MJF came, it it wasn't as big as a pop as the first one Kenny got, 
when he popped up on screen, but it still got a pop. And uh, everyone laughed in the arena when he was uh, when uh, MJF said 13 days, you bitch. So it, it did pretty well. Yeah, it does, bros, man. It's one of it's probably like maybe the biggest match that they can do at the minute. You know, like, yeah. obviously, like outside of storylines, like just talking like stars on paper, you know. Yeah. Uh, Omega and Jeff has to be like really high on the list, you know, of biggest things AEW can do as a singles match. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, definitely seems like a pay per view match. But if they do it on collision with that storyline that's mentioned in the super chat, then it makes all the sense as well. Um, yes. Zayd Nadi, he's a bit late. He didn't do the first super chat like he normally does. Four ninety nine. I appreciate him as always. Uh, I called Kenny Xanax Omega on Monday proclaiming I wanted to see 2021 Kenny again. Then look what happened. The cleaner is back. MJF versus Kenny will rule. Yeah, man. Zayda, uh, he, he wished it into existence. So we've all got to thank him, you know? Thank you very much. <laughs> you might as well have booked it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well have booked it. But yeah, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny seems, uh, you know, I loved him mentioning the world title yesterday and all that. Jordan mm. Henderson. <laughs> $10. Dynamite was okay, but will be nothing in comparison to the spectacle WWE will put on at Crown Jewel in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. WWE continue to influence the world. That's very layered, Jordan. That's very that's, layered. There's so much going on here. There's a lot going on in that super chat. Darren Walker, forward fan. Got a wrestling match on collision this Saturday. Eddie Kingston versus Jeff Jarrett. No outlaw mud show or floppy gymnast. It better be proper wrestling. Uh, Charlie, you made a request to me before the show that you didn't want to talk about Jeff Jarrett past 12 yeah. o'clock because in 31 minutes exactly, it will be Charlie's birthday. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you said if we talk about Jeff Jarrett because you've been banging your head up against the wall about it all day today, but it had to be before your birthday started. And luckily, yeah. Darren Walker has blessed us with a Jeff Jarrett. God bless you, Darren Walker. <laughs> It really opened the door, man. AW <laughs> Collision this Saturday in Memphis, I might add. Eddie Kingston versus Jeff Jarrett. It doesn't get much more Memphis than that, you know? So, uh, <laughs> Charlie, you are just, you're just done with it, you know? You're just I'm done. so done with it. <laughs> I would have no issue with Jeff Jarrett having a match in Memphis if we didn't watch him wrestle for, like, the tag belts, like, on three different occasions, the international belt, and whatever the <laughs> he's done this year the fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre whatever the fuck like, oh man that was uh, sorry that was but there's so much <laughs> team TNA I can take and like I get it's in Memphis and whatever in the territories and all that bullshit I just don't care I'm so done with Jeff Jarrett yeah, I, I like a, I like me some Jeff Jarrett you know he's uh, the worst well, thing is he, he definitely like has been a we definitely have been getting a little bit too much of him since he's uh, been in AEW, you know. But yeah, yeah, Memphis is Memphis, Charlie. You're just gonna have to. Sometimes you just have to. You just have to take it, you know. Take it on, <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those things, you know. You know, Chris, the thing that made me laugh the most is when I tweeted about it. People were just like, "Oh, but it'll lead to a Jay Lethal match." Just like, bro, I don't want <laughs> Jay Lethal either. <laughs> so when, this doesn't help. I mean, it'll be, they'll, they'll probably both be pretty decent matches, I can imagine. Um, but it's, you know, it's saying, but it's a Jay Lethal match on the horizon <laughs> isn't exactly, uh, no. you know, I don't know if that's going to be the biggest ticket mover, you know. I don't know if that's going to pop the ratings, but, you know. Uh, 
Everyone likes different things, you know? Chris, where do you fall on uh, 2023 Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> well, in, in general, I think Jeff Jarrett is one of the most, like, overhated and, like, I don't want to say underrated. I, I think he's properly rated by people who actually watched him. Uh, but I, I think he's overhated into the fact where people only see him as a carny, which he is. He is a carny, but he's not a carny to the ways, like, he's not a whole Hogan He's not just carny. a carny. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 like he can work. I don't. He's like kind of whatever now when it comes to working. But um, I think him and Eddie Kingston have a good match. Uh, Eddie kind of works that style. He can like work any type of wrestler. And uh, I hope he no sells a guitar shot. <laughs> I'll be so pissed. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, man. Jeff Jarrett is. Uh, I, I I honestly I don't mind him. You know you don't. You know, it exactly make me jump for joy when I see a match graphic of his. Uh, and I do definitely think he's been uh, overexposed. Is that the right way? Is that the mm. right word, sorry? Mm. Uh, they've done a lot with him, I'll put it that way. Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> bam. $5, appreciate you as always. Got to watch my GOAT live, Kenny Omega. Wish I got to meet Chris, but single but single was bad in the arena. Signal. Just say Signal. signal. But Signal was bad in the arena. Top pops, yeah. Kenny, o, Kenny and Mystico. Second was DJ Shida. Sting. Yeah, man, Chris. Uh, Chris, uh, he had a he had a moment when we mentioned Mystico earlier. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and Bam were supposed to meet up during the show, but my phone died, and he had like really bad signal. So when I te- I texted him to meet me by. Uh, like there's this place that sells liquor there. I was like, yo, meet me there. But he got the text like 20 minutes later and I had already left the building after that. <laughs> so next time, but seeing Miss, like, first of all, seeing Kenny Omega live, who's my, like, I, I think everyone knows he's my favorite wrestler of all time. I think he's the best wrestler of all, of all time too. And like, just seeing him live was like, like, I don't want to be like hyperbolic, but it was like legit, uh, out of body experience, like mm-hmm. and seeing everyone else pop for him, um, it, it was crazy. And then Mystico, with that, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mystico, oh my! I was so happy when he got he got multiple standing ovations. He got pops. I was just so happy for him because um, you know he has a bad rep from WWE um, because he was Sin Cara and he used to botch a lot, uh, but he's grown a lot in a decade. And he's like, he became a legit star in Mexico. So I'm glad that he got to show. I just watched Rampage. He got to show why he deserves like the recognition he's getting. It's good shit, man. Uh, people mm. were very fired up when they saw him announced, and literally immediately, like immediately, like after Dynamite, about you know about 30 minutes after, or however long it took for the match to get over and done with. Um, the immediate reviews were just like. Putting Mystico over huge. Charlie, what have you seen in the live chat? I just what read Darren it? Walker's uh, <laughs> the latest super chat. Show. It made me laugh a little bit. What are we going to get through? Um, but yeah, shout out Mystico, Kenny, etc., etc., etc. Bam, next time you will get your autograph and 8 by 10 ball, Chris. Um, from Chris. Uh, that pitbull, $2. I'm hungry for some glorious Wrestle Purist content. Wow. You, uh, you're getting fed tonight, brother. You're getting fed tonight. Mm-hmm. Huh, uh, your owner won't be, so we will. 
Darren Walker. Five pounds. Appreciate you. Happy birthday, Charlie, for Friday. Hope you have a Thank nice you. day. I'm sure Monty and Chris will sing happy birthday to you. Oh, um, <laughs> that's a bit of a bit of not live, not live, you know. I will uh, sing it live for Charlie. <laughs> Chris will, there you go. There you Absolutely, we've got 25 minutes. Stay tuned for that. Yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> all right, that's uh, that's super chats for now. Keep on going, people. We appreciate it as always. Um, but yeah, we got we got Dynamite show to review. So, uh, how do I want to do this? You know, what? we're not going to do it the traditional segment by segment way. I'm just going to simply ask you both what your personal highlights of the show was. So, Charlie, I'll start mm-hmm. with you, because I think I'll be able to guess Chris's pretty easily. So, uh, yours may be the same, to be fair, but <laughs> <laughs> outside of Kenny Omega and Carl Fletcher, what was your favourite thing on AEW Dynamite last night? Um, I really liked the Jay White Penta match. Like, mm-hmm. it was good. I I tweeted that Penta needed to leave the Zero Miedos at home. Um. <laughs> He honestly, he wrestled like a really good TV match, and we don't get that from Penta a lot. Like he's a great wrestler, but mm-hmm. his TV matches are something to be desired sometimes. But no, this was great. I oh. had a lot of fun with it. I just wish that Jay White had won clean because I feel like Penta didn't need the sort of loss that he took. But I don't know. Yeah, it was like a real just kind of you know fuck finish. Yeah. You know, it wasn't exactly yeah. like some master plan, but. Oh, there's sirens outside my house. <laughs> oh, wow. Hopefully they're not coming for me. Anyway, uh, Jay White and I opened the show. So, uh, yeah, man. And he started, he started off hot. And like you said, Penta, Penta kind of left the old zero made. I was, uh, you know, we kind of left them at home. But, you know, we, we got him halfway through the match. But it was a spirited effort from Penta. I know a lot of people have kind of accused him of uh, taking it easy on some of these Dynamite matches. But he seemed inspired to have a good one out there yesterday. He even, you know, he even ate some real chops, which was, uh, it popped me to see him do that, you know. Manny, I'm sure it popped Manny if he saw it because uh, someone he always brings up about Penta not taking his chops like a man, you know, uh, what he did last <laughs> night. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was a good match. It started off really hot with the hot quick start. And uh, there was parts in the middle where it kind of you maybe could have shaved a minute or two off, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was a good opener overall. Penta looked good. Jay White looked good. Got the win in the end. Of course, he's uh, going to go ahead and face Max at full gear. So, of course, he was always going to win this one. Uh, Penta doesn't really get hurt in the last year. So, to Charlie's point, probably could have just done a straight-up finish here. But... You know, you, you get what you get sometimes. I do think AEW are getting a little bit comfortable with the fuck finishes and stuff now. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt with this one because it was a good match. Chris, what did you think of it in the arena? Uh, Pinto was probably, like, third most over person of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Like I said, like, the, the Hispanic, I don't know if I said this on pod, this might have been before the pod, but um, I was saying before the pod, a, I feel like AEW fails to realize how big a part of the fan base is like Hispanic. Um, and I know it's Texas, it's Houston, you know, it's kind of like a melting pot, you know, Mexico's like, mm-hmm. in Houston are like have lots of uh, pair, like similarities and all that stuff, but um. There was, like, so many people in the crowd with luchador masks. Uh, and not just, like, mainstream luchadors. You, all of a sudden, you had your Rey Mysterio mask. You had some Penta masks. 
But you had Mystical Mass. You had um, uh, I can't say his name. Uh, just other CMLO wrestlers, Mass. Um, like it, it was like I was just thinking, like, yo, AEW, like we have to push a luchador. We have to push a Hispanic wrestler to the top of the card one day. Um, and I don't know if that's Roos, Andrade, Penta, Ray, but it, it, it's like obvious when you look at it that the fans love luchadors. They love mm -hmm. Hispanic culture. Um, and all the, I think every Hispanic wrestling AEW is like great. And they have the ability to be a top, a top guy in the company. Um, so I would say like look into that Tony Khan or whoever um, because Penta got an like ovation when he came out um, and when he took off his shirt, it might've got the biggest pop of the night. That wasn't Kenny Omega. When he took off his uh, best shirt thing. Uh, That's yeah. The match was good too. It had good heat. I'm um, speaking of heat. Uh, let me go off a uh, subject right quick. Y'all know when dynamite starts, the pyro comes and there's like fire and everything. Mm -hmm. That fire is hot. Yeah, it's yeah, very warm. I was uh, at All In, I was like right by the stage. So like when all like the fire would go off for people's mm -hmm. entrances and stuff, like especially like Samoa Joe's and people's, like it was uh, it got, it got intense, you know? <laughs> it was it's like, crazy, dude. Close to the ramp, and I was like, yo, why is that so hot? I get his fire. <laughs> but dang, oh, yeah, that's pretty good reason for it, you know? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, um, fire's hot. People. Oh, <laughs> <sure. laughs> Back to the day. Uh, Chris, I'm assuming your uh, your highlight of Dynamite was the out of body experience you had watching Kenny Omega have a great oh performance versus Kyle Fletcher last night, which was a really, really, really good match. Thought Kenny Omega was phenomenal here. Kyle Fletcher lived up to the. Uh, the level he needed to being in there with someone like Kenny Omega, much like he did in the Danielson match. Um, but yeah, Kenny, I thought Kenny Omega was phenomenal. There. Yeah, bro, he did a he did the uh, golden uh, golden moonsault, and I didn't expect mm -hmm. him to do that. I was like, he did that like because he rolled out the uh, you can't escape. Yep. And I was like, what are you about to do? And he did the like uh, triangle moonsault. And I was going crazy. I didn't even know the dude next to me. And I was bumping his chest. And we were bumping each other's chest. I was going crazy. Like, oh, that's crazy. Oh, my God. It was I, – I already thought he was the best wrestler in the world. But watching him work the crowd, watching him like, get the crowd invested, watching how he sells in real time, watching how he how, – how these moves impact, like, the impact his moves have, um, it was just like how do you, like, oh, how do really you people react that. to the V trigger at the end? Like, what was the crowd reaction to the V trigger in the building? Oh my! Every V trigger Loki got like a huge pop, but the one yeah. where he uh, he V triggered him and then like sat on his chest and put his hands up. Oh my god! I wish I would have got a picture of that because like the crowd was going crazy. Like even crazy for the one like than for the one wing angel to be honest. Mm. People, people love seeing Kenny Omega's signature moveset, you know. Um, mm -hmm. He's got a great one. He's got a great one. He's like, a, uh, Charlie, what did you think of this? I know you're, uh, this was, this was <coughs> very much a Charlie, Chucky match. It was. You know? <laughs> I saw the graphic of this. I wasn't watching Collision Live when this got announced, but I saw the graphic. I was just like, what the fuck? This is so random. <laughs> but no, I, I really enjoyed this. I think Carl's like, 
even like as a wrestler, he's come leaps and bounds like since he signed with AEW and he's been doing the single stuff. Um, like both, like obviously, I know Davis is injured right now, which is pretty unfortunate, but he's making the most of it. So I love this match. Like it wasn't a five star classic, it was never going to be, but I think Carl really held his own. And Kenny, man, he should be wrestling singles as often as they can get him in the ring with whoever they can get him in the ring with. Like, just take advantage of the fact that you've got him and use mm-hmm. him all the time. Put a belt on him. I don't care which one it is. Like, he's your main asset, like, in the company right now. And he should be, like, the protagonist. We talk about it all the time. But, yeah. God, what a wrestler. Yeah, he, I thought he was really great. Yeah, it was a really good match overall. But, like I said, yeah, I thought Kenny uh, specifically was phenomenal there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good match. Open up. I thought Cole, I thought Cole's heat segment at the start could have, uh, you know, could have been a little bit, a little bit more dynamic and stuff. But when Kenny Omega really started going, but um, getting getting into the match because he did give Cole quite a lot at the start, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but once he got going, the match really went to another level. Then the finishing sequence and stuff was great. Then we already talked about the the closing V trigger and one winged angel finish. So uh, Kenny was great. Yeah, man, Kenny was great. He uh, made Cole Fletcher look phenomenal you know um and uh we were talking about it before the show like it wasn't like a it wasn't like a blatant carry job or anything you know like cold like cold did live up to like uh the match he was in you know being in there with kenny omega but kenny omega's the way that he kind of plugged kyle into it in the middle and yeah. the later stages was uh he's just great man you know and when you get to see on a dynamite especially when he hasn't wrestled the singles in like in a minute it's um yeah. You know, sometimes it just hits you like, fuck, we need to see this every week, you know. Um, but yeah, more Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega's a good wrestler. So, so far on this so far on this podcast, we've established that fire's hot. Kenny Omega's a pretty good wrestler. So, um, you know, we're... Uh, Real fighting. <laughs> yeah, man. Hot take. Um, we've got a few super chats, so we're going to keep them coming. Please, uh, and you guys keep them coming in the live chat. Bruh, 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 $2. Appreciate you as always. MJF versus Kenny going to bring the feeling back. There's a very good chance that he does. A uh, very, very good chance. Um, especially if we get Kenny Omega locked in on TV regularly, etc. Wrestling a lot. MJF leads the tofu lines at home. You know, we uh, we could be we could be onto something special, ladies and gentlemen. The custodian Lexis King, new name. <laughs> One ninety nine, appreciate you. Hello, friends. Big debut next Tuesday. Tune in. We will be tuning in. Um, we. I don't know who we is, but good luck, my friend. I know. <laughs> I know. Damn well, especially Chris. Charlie, maybe not, but I know damn well, Chris. If he sees a clip and it's like, whoa, Brian Pillman. And it's like a one minute clip of Pillman doing like an Omega sequence. Chris is going to watch it. Bro, he's either gonna, he's either, he's either gonna. If it's good, he's just gonna ignore it, and if it's bad, he's gonna quote tweet it, and he's gonna get his agenda yeah. off. And he's, he's gonna, <laughs> I, you know. I actually had high hopes for Brian Pillman AEW, and did then you, I learned. Did you really? Not high hopes. I think he's gonna be world champion, but I thought the Varsity Blondes could have been like a good babyface mid card tag team, and then I learned that Brian Pillman is just a dumbass. Like, wrestling will tell me, yeah, bro, he's he's kind of stupid. I'm like, oh, well, okay. Um, and then he he shit the bed in every single big moment they gave him. That MJF feud, oh, my God. That was an Arthur Ashe match. 
happened at the Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson, by the way? I forgot that what happened on the first Grand Slam. So, but obviously, I don't want the kid to fail because I love Brian Pillman Sr. Um, and I, I always want, like, AO, AO and me have the same feeling on this. I always want second generation, like, wrestlers to be good because, like, I, I hate when people are compared to their to their fathers or mothers and, like, compared to their legacy. So I want them to do good. Mm. But he's not good, you know? And he has the worst beard in wrestling history. So... <laughs> It's, it's real dark. Oh, no. The hairline and everything's crazy at the moment, bro. It's like, you know, it's drawn on, it's it's dyed black. It's, I don't yeah, know what's going on. He's, uh, it's nasty. You know, Brian Pillman, he's had, a, he's had his fair amount of questionable choices when it comes to his hairstyles and stuff. You know, he, he's got a mullet and shit. He's, you know, it's Brian Pillman, man. Anyway, I'll be tuning in anyway. <laughs> to the debut of Lexis King, Mouse Fan 84, 199. Who is better booker, Conan or Russo? Russo. Mm. In 2023, you'd have to pick Conan. But if we're talking resume, at least Russo can say that he was like part of like the hottest period in wrestling history, you know, regardless of all the. I don't know about Russo's really bad. R- Russo's like Russo's failures are also like a lot bigger. So like his wins are bigger. He really is a oh fucking hell, Russo's terrible. Man. Um... <laughs> He's done some things, you know. Conan, I don't know, man. That's a good question, man. Mm. You point out I'm stumped. I'd How go with Conan, Conan right now. Hmm. Conan has Conan only ever booked Triple A or like was he booking Lucha Underground or something? I don't know his resume he's been, like that. He's, he's been involved in a few different things, Conan has. He's even, uh, I believe, I'm not sure if he's got reported much. I know Ibu said it on a few podcasts and that, but look, he, he, uh, he had some, I think it was Conan, he had some input on like, the Rey Mysterio and Dom stuff in WWE. Yeah. Not, oh, like, yeah. Not, not officially like, as a producer or, or agent and that, like, but he was involved in some phone calls and stuff like that and he, uh, you know, they were throwing ideas around with him. So, um, He's done all kinds of things, and obviously that's just recent, you know, it's AAA and that's the thing I just mentioned. He's a, he's a, you know, he's been a man with, with a lot of say for a hot minute now. Um, bro, 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 five dollars. Uh, y'all are plugged in, you know stuff. Are Kenny and the books not being on the show every week or working as much as, as much a Tony choice or an elite choice? Uh... My opinion on this, I couldn't say that according to sources, we've been told, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so this is just strictly my opinion. Uh, I'd say that the elite... At the end of the day, Tony Khan's not going to turn around and say, Kenny Omega, I don't want you to wrestle every week. You know, like, that's, not, that's not a conversation that's ever going to happen, ever, ever, ever. Um, I'm sure Tony Khan would be absolutely ecstatic if the books and Kenny Omega were, you know, at every dynamite and every collision. But at the end of the day, they have a lot of strokes to kind of do what they want to. But on the other hand, I don't think if Tony Khan asked them to do shows, they're like, no, we're not working this week. Yeah. You know? Sometimes when you get in nice positions, 
you kind of, you know, you uh, I don't want to say take advantage, but you know, it's 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 kind of similar to the Roman thing, you know, but just less extreme. It's like they they have power; they can kind of show up and do whatever they want when they want, as much as they want, you know. But on the other hand. You can't put all the blame on just the elite because Tony Khan runs the company and he's their boss. And if he wanted to make a point and telling them and demanding them to come to work, then they'll come to work. I doubt it would be a thing where they'll be like, huh, we ain't coming to Dynamite this week, you know. Um, it's, it, it's a weird one. That's why that's what we've said for a few weeks, like conversation, this interesting conversation mm-hmm. to have about them, you know, and how much uh, they've been appearing, especially since re-signing with them. Um uh, Charlie, uh, you got anything? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got um, I don't have any scoops or anything, but from my understanding, it's kind of a mix of both. And there was a conscious step to- taken back after All In to let other storylines take a focus. That's just kind of it's not a scoop, it's just a thing I've kind of heard. It's not like it's not even it's from opinions, like a direct source yeah. or anything. It's kind <laughs> of like a source of a source sort of thing. But um yeah, that's kind of what I've heard. They're just they had taken a step back after all in, but I don't know. I think yeah. they're just not as in love with wrestling right now, to be honest. That's my kind of interpretation of it. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough to put. It's it's hard to put it on down to one thing, mm-hmm. you know. Kind of like the super chat asks, like, is it is it as much a Tony Chaucer and Elite choice? Because it's like all these factors come into play, you know. Um, yeah. they're they're not as fresh as they were when they first started the company. That's another thing as well, you know. So it's like we, I'd I'd want Kenny Omega to wrestle every week, and I'm sure Tony Khan wouldn't turn down the opportunity to have him wrestle every week. But I don't know if that's uh, something Kenny would actually be able to smartly, at least, be able to you know do because you know he's going to want to wrestle a certain way. You know, we saw that last night. So Mm -hmm. um, saying that last night, it's not like he was taking loads of crazy ones, you know. But he he wasn't an easy night out for him either, you know. Yeah. But yeah, to kind of sum it up, well, Chris, have you got anything you would uh want to throw in there? Uh I I would I would say that they definitely it definitely feels like they wanted to like they got paid and they definitely wanted to uh be like, yeah, we can take it easy for a little bit because I don't know. I think they I think AEW has the greatest roster of like wrestling talent of all time, pure wrestling talent. But when it comes to everyone, Kenny Omega, Hangman, and the Bucks, in my opinion, and obviously they're my favorite factions of all time, I think Mm -hmm. they are still above 98% of that roster in terms of like being the best at like, I think Kenny's the best singles wrestler in in the company. I think the Bucks are the best tag team in the company. Um, I think Heyman's top three best wrestlers in the company. And it's like, I want to see the best wrestlers in the company have big storylines and be involved all the time. Um, and it looks like with the Swerve, with uh, Heyman and Swerve, looks like they brought some of that element to the storyline. They're like, yo, you don't want your spot anymore. And like, that's like a real criticism of 
not just Hangman, but the elite in general, that they don't want this fight anymore. They got paid, so they're like not going to get 100%. So it's definitely probably an elite thing, um, but it looks like they're, you know, starting to uh, incorporate themselves back into the main picture. The Bucks have a title shot whenever they want. Guessing it's going to be at uh, full gear in uh, L.A. That's their, that's their uh, you know, city and shit. Uh, Kenny, it looks like he's going after the world title, after the Don Callis family stuff. I know for a fact, all right, this is a fact. I, I know for a fact that Kenny at one point was like done. Like he just didn't like wrestling as much as he used to. Uh, and there was different factors to that. Uh, it was like the CM Punk shit messed with him because he was like, yo, all this stuff is happening. The company's like in a bad light. And it looks like, and I have something to do with it because of Brawl Out. Um, like Kenny was trying to make defenses at one point with everyone, but it just didn't work, uh, of course, because it's wrestling and, you know, egos and all that stuff. But I, I think he, I think Kenny's locked in right now. I think Heyman's locked in to make Swerve a star. Um, and I think that happened at Wrestle Dream. The Bucks are the ones who I'm waiting for to be like, yeah, we're, we want to prove that we're still the best tag team in the world. Um, they won that match at Wrestle Dream and they haven't been on TV since. Yeah. It's just like, why? It's crazy. Like, you're the number one contenders. Like, get far into a pope now. Like, come on. Yeah. And now the story is FTR versus Ricky Starks and Big Bill. I don't know. Uh, I'm waiting for the Bucks to like, Really, just hatch out of their the egg they're in right now. But yeah. when they do, I'm like certain it's going to be some of the best stuff in the company. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, it's worth the wait. You know, um, yeah, because it's so. But with the with Omega in the books, it's more so than Hangman as well. Because uh, obviously, Hangman's in a. It's different. It's hard to like throw them all together, like including Hangman, because Hangman's mm-hmm. in a completely different like place in his career. He's a lot younger, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, yeah. But like with Kenny and the books, they they can definitely get away with being like good, you know. Yeah. And it's like as Chris said, like we know how like great they can be. Like they can be truly great, groundbreaking, like industry moving wrestlers when they get going in the ring and they're hitting the peaks of their uh, abilities, but. You know, uh, when 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 it's been a minute since we've seen that, it's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it can be tough as a fan. It can be tough. Um, but yeah, I think to kind of sum it up as quick as I could, I'd say, in my opinion, anyway, I think the elite are kind of enjoying the fruits of their position in the company. You know, mm-hmm. and I do believe that if Tony Khan wanted to put his foot down a bit more and bring them in a bit more and kind of force their hand and say, like, listen, you're coming in, you know. <laughs> I think he could absolutely do that. So that's why I do think it's kind of a bit of both sides, you know. It's not as yeah. it's not as straightforward and there's all kinds of different factors and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but, yeah, Kenny Omega seems like he's going to be going on some sort of total charge. Uh, Hangman's obviously in, in the midst of, like, a really hot feud at the moment. And the young books, you would assume, are when they lock in, and, you know, like when they come back to TV, which should be fucking Saturday. Yeah, it should, have been, it should have been yesterday. It should be Saturday. It should be Wednesday at the latest, you know. Um, there wasn't yeah, even a review like, this week. 
What? <laughs> <laughs> it was so BT. Who knows? Hopefully they're all good, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah, man. Uh, this is a conversation that I think we'll have a lot going forward. Um, oh, absolutely. And hopefully we have we less have it a lot anyways. It. Yeah, no, hopefully we have it less and less as they yeah. pick up more of what they do in, in the company going forward because, you know, they are, they are like a big part of the core of the company. You know, they were there at the start. They were part of the reason the company started. So, but, uh, We'll sit tight, <laughs> you know. We'll choose on five dollars. Appreciate it. I'm just happy Kenny was in a singles match. I've got a cousin who wants to watch Kenny in Japan. What match you should have started off with? Uh, it's cliche, but I don't think you can go wrong with just playing the Okada series, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, because there's so much aura in that around the matches yeah. and the atmosphere and everything about it. It's just so like that is everything you love about Kenny in Japan, you know. Um, there's a few G1 matches on Ishii and <laughs> Big Mike Elgin. <laughs> Yo, I saw a King Omega Mike Elgin clip earlier. Oh, wait, wait, Chris. Sorry. I have a tradition to uphold. Oh, it's 12 o'clock here in the UK, people. He's now, officially, he's now officially 20th of October 2023. Mm-hmm. And it is Charlie's birthday here in the UK. So everybody in the live chat, please wish Charlie a happy birthday. Please. Happy birthday, Charlie! Thank one you. of the good, one of the good people, a part of this brand, you know. Appreciate it. Not like me and Chris. Um, Honestly, yeah. shout out Darren Walker because he put it in chat. I would have missed it otherwise. <laughs> well, you know, we we got it in the end. We got a good we got time, it. you know. It in. Thank so, you, everyone. Appreciate it. Everyone's just you know, they're putting these on the screen. You know, you don't you don't have to send Bless. us money for to yeah. get you. Happy birthday message to Charlie on screen, you know. We're one of the we'll, best communities, honestly. We love Charlie, you know. Um, but yeah, shout out the elite. Want them to do more. They should do more. Tony should make them do more. And <laughs> Wait, um, someone just said in chat, did MJF wish you a happy birthday already? Bro, my birthday just started. <laughs> well, he, he's uh, he, he might be watching right now. He might be watching, Max. I'm expecting a birthday wish. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm joking. Please don't. I am. I'd be very upset. You're expecting a birthday wish. <laughs> I'd be very upset on behalf of the brand. Uh, yeah. Oh, look at this, Jamie. Jamie Ross, oh, part of the family, you, head Jamie. writer over at WrestlePurist, sends thank twenty you. pounds. Appreciate it. Happy birthday, Charlie. God bless. But yeah, we need uh, M- we need the MJF birthday tweet, you know. Um, right, well, what should we talk about? Let's talk about this women's title. It wasn't even a title match. I fucked up with my tweet yesterday. I thought it was a title match, but it wasn't. It was one of these fucking title eliminators between Hikaru Shida and Emi Sakura, student versus teacher. Uh, and we also have another person joining us, uh, Rob of Orlando, Rob of Stanford, Sir Paragraph, Rob of Umpuris. He's joining us. Rob, what does <laughs> Sir Paragraph mean, Rob? Oh, the, the Sir is like my cousin's name, and the Paragraph is like a bit between me and my IRL friends. Because some one of my IRL friends spelled Paragraph wrong. You don't have IRL I, friends. I, I, what, hold on, hold on. Isn't this how I know I'm getting too old, Charlie? Look, IRL. Why, why can't you just say in real life, friends? Like, have we got? Have we got that lazy as a society? You know, what's going on? 
Too many words, bro. Too many words. <laughs> Too many words. Jesus. What's going on, Rob? You good? You know, I um, I was just listening in, and um, I I I heard an interesting name being mentioned, and I just wanted to come in and give my thoughts on on, on a certain title match last night, man. I heard um, I heard Emmy Sakura was wrestling last night. Uh, did you did you hear the same, Monty? I did. I did. I did. I watched it. Um, Chris, you were in the arena, right? Yeah, it was a good match. Watched it. What's up? No, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about. Um, in the words of Amanda, did a, uh, an interview a few weeks ago when Emmy Soccer's music hit and she came out. Did the crowd sound quiet, Chris O'Bread? No. You sure? I mean, she didn't get like this world moving pop, but you know, people were cheering a little. You know, uh, no, no, that's that's not what I heard. See, I, I, I could have sworn because, you know, I had Dynamite on mute because when I seen the Emmy Soccer package start, I muted it. But I, I still – but I was told – I texted by so many people that there was dead silence when her music hit. And so, you know, I wanted to make sure because you know, I don't like to slander older women. You know, I don't like to slander women's wrestlers. I've never slandered a women's wrestler sure. a day in my life. I love women. Why you know, um, so okay, well, that's why I, re- I, re- I, re- I rewinded, you know, and I watched the clip back. And, um, you hear a fucking pen drop in the arena. Listen, I'm tired, bro. I'm tired. Nobody cares that you cry on social media. Nobody wants to watch you to have tantrums in your hotel bedroom. We, it's time to stop. It's time to stop. This fake, this fake little movement that we got going on, it's time to stop. It's not, it's not happening. This is very if, if there was no Kenny Omega match, Charlie, on this Charlie's dynamite, gone off screen. And you know, if there's I'm no the Kenny only... Omega match on this dynamite, it 100% drops the quarter. But anyway, that's that's um, all right. so I, Rob. you know, okay. so, so I, I just wanted to put my two cents in, and you know, I'm not gonna blatantly say what everybody's thinking, but everybody thought it, so you know, <clears throat> all right, Rob. Okay, so the chat's asking, and I've been wondering this the past few days as well. And uh, a few of our other friends as well have been wondering the same thing about um, what what did what did Emmy do <laughs> when you know when did this anti Emmy Sakura? I thought everyone liked her. Everyone used to celebrate when she got a TV match. Everyone used to be you, you know, know everyone wanted to see more of her. And now 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 this is very spiteful, Ralph. <laughs> you know what did it for me? I I, I could understand the first crying video. I was like, okay, that's cool, that's fine. You know, it's, it's for your fan person, bro. But, but, but when she posted the video of her fake crying, looking at the side of the TV like a fucking WWE <clears throat> character on screen, I had a fucking enough. I had enough, bro. I'm tired. I'm tired. You will never get the moment, bro. You won't. It's okay, but you don't have to. You don't have to guilt trip fans into guilt tripping Tony Khan into doing it for you. You don't have to. You don't. Do it naturally, and doing shit like this is not gonna get it to happen for you, bro. There's, bro, there has never been a person that's won a championship in a in a single promotion of crying off social media. It's never happened. Show me one champion, and I and I'll I'll leave Russell Pierce. Show me one champion that's won a, t- a championship of crying on social media. Being a bit dramatic. No, I don't. I don't. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They're saying I hate Japanese ladies. This is not true. I literally, I bro, I'm not even gonna go there. But I literally, I love Hikaru Shida. I love the person she was facing, just not the person that in the match. That's all it is. Hmm. 
the crowd are uh, the crowd. The live chat are saying Seth Rollins in in answer to your question. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like Seth either. I don't like Seth either. I don't like. Wait, look, this is the crazy part. I don't like Seth either. Oh, I don't know. I'll just well, off it. you said you somebody off, and we made somebody. Oh damn! I gotta. Damn, that means I gotta leave now. Oh damn! Yeah, and you've got to. Uh, yeah, you gotta have a retirement match or something oh, with someone. Um, no, but yeah, Rob, Rob's spiteful. He's a piece of shit. Um, no, I do not. not I do not condone his actions. Um, Rob, can you wish Charlie a happy birthday, please? You didn't do that when you came. Also, on. yeah, yeah. He's such an easy piece of shit. What the you know? fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you come on here to slander a woman. You didn't wish me happy birthday. Crazy. Um, it's crazy. What, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you, know, you know, but happy birthday to one of my best friends in the Thank community, you. Charlie. Um, she was around. She, I think, she started last year when we were doing the spaces. Yeah, we were doing the big spaces every night. She started then. Around these parts. And then we got her on a, on a few podcasts. And now she's a main a mainstay like every Wednesday. Well, when we used to do Wednesday podcasts, now we do watch alongs. And she's a mainstay on the Twitch. She's a mainstay on the watch alongs every every time we do pay-per-views. She's a mainstay every Thursdays, and we love Charlie around here. She does a lot of work for the brand, bro. A lot of work. Yeah. I, I don't want to get misogynistic here, but... No, 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 no. We've had, we've had enough of that tonight, I feel. It's a Chris O'Brien masterclass. <clears throat> I'm the one who discovered Charlie. So I think I should also get West Happy Birthday. <laughs> what? We what, the fuck? <laughs> what? That's incredible. Why should we any wish birthday somebody super like chance, you? Any birthday super chance, Chris also gets a cut of. Yeah, I think, I think, I think I'm, not, I'm not sure about that, but you know, no. we, we, we can always negotiate. But no, that we is a true story, though. Share. I I did become friends with these guys because of Chris. So, God bless. You know, he has, to, he, has to, he has to do something good. You know, God. he also he also introduced us to Rob, who's just a misogynistic piece of you know, <laughs> you know? people shit. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a good person, actually. Oh no, you you haven't put up good person numbers today, you know. Uh, oh, listen, 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 listen. Oh, you, you need know. to make up for it with your review of what else we got here. Uh, <laughs> you know, something yeah. else. <laughs> yo, I yeah, don't, but, uh, yo, I don't. I don't. I, I'm gonna lie to you. I don't remember most of Dynamite last night. Here's why, bro. I was listen. I Kenny Omega saved my love for professional wrestling last night. You know, I'm a big sports entertainment guy. But last night, sports professional <laughs> wrestling after after uh, Jay White and Penta it was looking a little rough. It was I was like, all right, bro, what's what's going on around here? And then you had the Edge fucking sit down promo that took ten years to end, and then I, I was just sitting there like, oh brother, like what is going on around here? And then and then fucking Kenny Omega came on screen, and then the world cha- the 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 faux world champion came on screen, and then he said, I'm coming for that belt. You know that, right? And then my love for professional wrestling was reignited. I, I almost went on the shop and bought a shirt. Almost. But nevertheless, you know, it's 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 time, brother. It's time. Did you see the quarters today, Monty? They were very stable, basically, throughout the whole show. Well, if you what agendas you were to get off now. There were two men that had the highest quarters on the show. One being Jay White, 
and the other being Kenny Omega. Now, I am no mathematician. You know, I'm no, I'm no, I'm no analyst. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't consider myself an analyst. But I'm pretty sure when the person that's drawing the most viewers in the company, you know, there's a certain pecking order that's supposed to go around here. You know, there's two people that I that are now candidates to be world champion in my mind: Jay White and Kenny Omega. And it should be nobody else, either them or Swerve. And it should be nobody else. But you know, the, the fan base doesn't want that because they think Swerve is a thug. So you know, I have to go. I have to go with the politically correct answer around here because everybody wants to act like Swerve's looking rob. Uh, they they act like he has the criminal record of MVP and Booker T around here. So naturally, I have to go with either Jay White or Jay Omega. <clears throat> what I will say about the quarters I said this before we went live the the show basically stays steady in the demo and in viewership pretty much throughout the whole show except for the Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royal mm-hmm. that's such a mouthful like, every time uh, anyway yeah it stays pretty steady throughout the whole show so it's not like anyone calls like a quarter to spike or a quarter to tank which is actually a good thing uh you know, and keep it steady throughout the show. It means people didn't tune out for anything. And uh, you're telling me, hold on. Well, yeah, I guess, me. I guess marginally, Jay White was it? Jay? Yeah, Jay White and Penta was the peak of the show, but MJF was also in that quarter. Rob, Emmy Soccer picked in the demo. Yeah, it was you freaky ass frogs in the 18 to 49 demo? That's what it was. It the peak. It was the second, it was a it was tied for second in the demo. <laughs> Because uh, like we just said, Jay White, Jay White Penta was the peak in the demo. Uh, Emmy versus Sheeta and Copeland backstage interview. Ryan Nemeth versus Wardlow. And then the next quarter with Omega, MJF, uh, Adam Cole, Roddy, Hobbs. My brother. That was, uh, that was also tied for second mm. in the peak demo. But enough about demo ratings. Talk about the actual show, people. Um Right, right, we spoke right. about Jay White versus Penton not long ago. Uh, Jay got a promo. Obviously, he's still got the world title. He's still got MJF's uh, Triple B world title. And, uh, you know, he's saying he's the real world champion. He's a truly elite champion that the people deserve. And MJF isn't here. And, blah, blah, blah. and I don't know why he said MJF isn't here because MJF was here. Uh, but uh, Juice Robinson also got on the mic, said he's going to win the Dynamite Diamond ring battle royal <laughs> and he's going to win the ring and he's going to pawn it and he's uh he's got a better ring that he got from TJ Maxx he got a TJ Maxx uh, chant going and uh yeah he set, he set up the battle royal a bit more for later so uh but yeah like I said MJF was actually in the arena because uh, he was interviewed backstage with Renee and uh he used a bit of logic and I like when wrestlers use logic, you know, and we don't get it all the time, but he said that, you know, he could have ran out there to Jay White and Blake with gold, like every other, you know, dumb good guy that you see, but he's not a good guy. He's a scumbag. So, uh, you know, MJF, he, did, he didn't fall into that trap, and he's, uh, you know, he's being interviewed by Renee, and then he's interrupted by Max Caster and the Acclaim. Max Caster is still stalking MJF. He wants to scissor MJF. He wants to team with MJF. And uh, MJF still Pause. isn't having it. So. <laughs> <laughs> MJF still isn't having it. So <laughs> Max Caster says he's going to win the Battle Royal and MJF is going to have to put a ring on it. Um, I so, have yeah. opinions and thoughts on this I'm not going to share with the audience. because. Uh, 
Well, fair enough. Uh, I'll, I'll do have uh, <laughs> I, I do have my worries about this part of the storyline with uh, mm. the acclaimed and MJF and playing on this on these, I'll be honest on about this, it. <laughs> playing on this Twitter bit that Max Castro and MJF <laughs> have been doing for a couple of years. It's uh, kind of when sad. I first saw it. <laughs> sorry, Joe. When I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, brother," you know. Mm-hmm. And you know me, uh, I might, I might, I might get accused of being grumpy and British and whatnot. And some of those things may be true, but I do actually like to let things play out sometimes, you know. So uh, I'm giving this a chance reluctantly, but uh, yeah, Charlie, yeah, it kind of sucks. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't really like the Twitter bit either. I don't know it got old real quick, and now it's made it to Dynamite. So. Wow. You know what it is, bro? I spoke about this with Lyric earlier on Maps mm-hmm. and Grabs. And it's because Adam Cole was out, they've inserted the incl- the acclaimed in as like the comedy part of the storyline because he's so serious with Jay White now. Mm-hmm. So it's just, but I don't need the acclaimed comedy stuff. Like, I don't need the balance. Bro. I, don't, I don't need the balance. I just want it to be serious. You're world champion. Like, let's act right. like it sometimes, please. Well, but. <sighs> I guess I like I just I don't I don't. No, you're right. It. You're right. You're right because as soon the comedy shit should have been over with as soon as five thugs beat up Jay White in the locker room. That's when the comedy mm-hmm. shit should have been over with because who we should be sitting here trying to figure out. We shouldn't just be alluding to it in promos, being like, "Oh, your little gang" or whatever. No, we should be trying to figure the fuck out. Who is running around no, the no, locker no, room? Get it right. He calls him people. a gimp squad. Oh, that's gimp, what he the calls gimp them. Squad. Yeah, yeah. The, we should be. Fi- so, who is the gimp squad? We, we should be trying to figure out who the gimp squad is instead of sitting here alluding to it and then being like <laughs> harassment on TV. <laughs> so, no, we don't care. My thing is, uh, it's kind of touch on what I was just saying. It's like I don't. I hate like. The actual segments that they've done so far when Max Caster's like doing all this like shtick with MJF and stuff and they're crying the like, What are you doing, Max? You know, we'll we'll you know, you need to play it cool, blah. Like I think all those skits and segments and whatever you want to call them, like, I think so far I haven't enjoyed a single one of them. But my thing is kind of like, where is this actually going to go? There obviously needs to be some sort of plan there and there is a reason why they're planting these seeds, so that's kind of where I'm giving it a chance because who knows where it could go because, you know, the acclaimed in-ring, I do think they're pretty underrated. Um, yeah. I think that's been... Um, I think that's more of a talking point lately because we've they just haven't been wrestling like the sort of matches you'd want them to be wrestling, you know? Um, I went haven't been a in... Twitter rant about this. The acclaimed when they're champions aren't booked against top-level talents. They, they wrestle all the jobbers. And then when mm-hmm. they are in a serious feud, it's just like, well, they're losing immediately because they've never built them up to be a champions that can beat these other top level players. Mm-hmm. And that was an issue with their title reign as well, like their tag title reign as well. I don't know what it is. When they get belts on them, they forget how to book them. It's real weird. Yeah, it's uh... if, if if the Gimp Squad does not involve Max Caster, we don't want to fucking see it. I don't want to see it. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, it needs. Uh, I, I do wonder where this is actually going, and I hope it's going somewhere interesting, and it's not just blown off with like a 
comedy sketch or some no, shit. No, I think know? I think the um, Bullet Club Gold will go for the trios belts at full gear, whilst Jay White goes for the title belt. And I think the mm. uh, I think Bullet Club Gold's probably going to win, like the Guns and Juice Robinson. I think they're going to win the trios belts. Yeah, well, it wouldn't shock me. It would not shock me at all. Um, but yeah, uh, this uh, Max Caster MJF element questionable, but. And I haven't enjoyed it so far, but I do wonder to see where it's going to go and I'll trust mm-hmm. the process, as I say. Um, Edge had a sit-down with Renee. He talks about his friendship with Christian. Um, talks about like how he, he brought him everywhere with him. And, uh, you know, he sat down and thought about his friendship with Christian. And, um, you know, he's just uh, he's going, he's going through it right now. You know, he, he thinks Christian's basically gone delusional, gone power mad. Um, he thinks he thinks Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus are going to drop him eventually. And uh, I think the line he said that when they drop him, he'll be there to catch him at the end. It seems mm-hmm. like he was kind of like mapping out basically how this story is going to go. Although it did take him as uh, Adam Copeland, Edge, whatever you want to call him. He was criticised of this during his last run in WWE. It did take him a minute to get there. Um, yeah. He, he likes to really elaborate when he's making his points, mm-hmm. Adam Copeland does, and uh, he is a good talker. He just talks quite a lot sometimes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what did you guys think of this uh, Edge sit-down with Renee talking about Christian? Um, Chris, I'll start with you. Um, I thought it was good. I, I thought everything that was said was good, but ex- this is just me personally because I was watching live. Mm-hmm. No one wants to sit and watch a screen for five minutes, bro, when you're at a wrestling show. I just don't want to do that. I just every- – I think the content of the promo was really good, something that was really good that could have been summarized in less time. He's, a, mm-hmm. he's the hero who sympathizes with the villain. He sympathizes with Christian because – Christian has always been second fiddle to Edge or Adam Copeland. Um, he's always been seen as less talent, less talent, has had less talent, never got the push. Vince McMahon thought he was ugly. Um, so I get it. You didn't need five minutes to say it. I get he's an actor. Uh, shout out Percy Jackson. But you didn't need five minutes to say all that. Yeah. Charlie? Yeah, he went around the houses a bit, didn't he? It was a bit long. (laughs) Like, I'm sure there was a more direct route to what he wanted to say. I get, like, I get his, from what he wanted to do with that was to give a load of backstory on Edge and Christian. But, bro, AEW fans know who you guys are. They know your history. Like, they're not stupid, really. Like, they're more tapped in than your average fans. So, I don't know. I don't, I feel like we didn't need to go around as many houses as we did there. It could have been a few minutes shorter, but, like, the core of Alpha was pretty good. Like, he made good points. Yeah, like, the actual, I guess, like, coming out of it, you know, like, what did it achieve? And like I said, when I was summarising it, it's like, it seemed like it was basically mapping out kind of how this story mm-hmm. may or may not go, you know, and it's, um, you know, it kind of gives us more of a better look into maybe some of the reasoning behind Christian and why uh, Adam Copeland He's conflicted, blah, 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 blah. So uh, I guess it achieved what it needed to, but mm-hmm. it took a little minute to get there. Um, 
All right, next up, this actually was quite interesting, I thought. Uh, Wardlow squashes Ryan Nemeth, I believe it was. He comes out, <laughs> comes out, music hits, storms down to the ring, hits Nemeth with one power bomb, more like a last ride, to be honest, and uh, TKO, you know, referee stops it. And uh, But instead of just leaving his time, as he's about to leave, Tony Schiavone gets in the ring, and he wants to interview him, and he asks him, you know, uh, you know, what's going on with you lately, basically? And he holds up his wrist tape to the hard cam, and it says MJF on it, uh, obviously indicating that MJF is in Wardlow's sights again. And uh, the crowd popped for this, man. The crowd seemed to fuck with it. The crowd, they even started doing the Wardlow, Wardlow. So we got that back again. Uh but then he barged past Tony Schiavone in the ring, and Tony Schiavone took a tumble, which was uh, <laughs> I found more. I found that morbidly hilarious, to be honest. Yo, Monty, uh, did you see Chris's tweet? <laughs> no, what did you tweet? Yeah, Chris was like, Chris, Chris tweeted. He was like, when when that when uh, Snorlo pushed Tony down, I almost stormed the ring. <laughs> but yeah, I thought, I thought cool. this was a good bit of business, man. Um, I love it. Like I said, good bit of business in a literally like a couple of minutes. Do you know what I mean? He, mm. go, he went out there, he killed a dude. He uh, made a statement of what his intent will be without even, I don't even think he said a word, did it? Um, he did not. Yeah. And, um, you know, we got obviously Barge Brass Tony Schiavone, which also got a rise out of the crowd and stuff. So, um, you know, they, they ticked a lot of boxes with this couple of minutes. And yeah. it's interesting to see if they can actually heat up Wardlow again. And I guess if there's any way that you're going to do it, it would be putting him back with, uh, you know, and putting him into something with MJF again, because obviously that's how you got into the dance in the first place. And super unfortunate what happened since then. Uh, put you can, I know I've seen I've seen people blame it entirely on Wardlow, and people blame it entirely on the booking, but uh, you know, FTR. I've seen people blame it on FTR. <laughs> there was there was a whole lot. Yeah. So. Uh, the TNT title was the yeah, issue. Yeah, there's all kinds of factors that went into why Wardlow isn't as hot as he is now. But um, yeah, Charlie, do you think there's a way back for Wardlow? I hope so. I used to enjoy him quite a lot. I did not in the last few months of when he was mm-hmm. on Dynamite um, earlier this year. But um, I think for the live crowds, it's going to be real easy to get him them invested in him again, especially as a heel. Because I feel like the moveset he uses and like just the way he is, he works better as a heel than a face these days. Um, I think with the feud with like e- like feuding with MJF, like he's gonna get booed because people just love Max so much. So that's like kind of a really easy way to establish him as a heel right now. Just slot him into that feud. So and it makes sense. Like he has a clean win over Max. So yeah, I know. Yeah, I think I think I think there might be a way back. There might be a... Chris, where do you sit on it? <laughs> um, I was a really big Wardlow fan uh, during his time feuding with NJF, and a little bit after that, up until he won a TNT title. I used to have this meme where every time his theme song hit, I had this buff ass cat who was just flexing, and I would just put this is war because I really like his theme song. I don't know, it's like real simple, so I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is a way for him to come back to uh, uh, through, uh, through, <clears throat> to fr- fuck uh, fruition 
to come through. Fuck, I'm not saying that fucking word. I don't care. I think there's a way for him to ascend back to being uh, a good, like a good upper mid card dude in AEW fans' eyes. Uh, but he has to drop the powerbomb shit. That's what I was like. I was really happy when he only did one powerbomb against Ryan Nimitz. Because um, yeah. I thought like the, the, the multiple powerbomb thing should have ended with MJF. He should go back to wrestling how he used to wrestle. Um, I want him to wrestle like fucking Mike Awesome or Hernandez, but he doesn't want to do that. You know, he has <laughs> all the uh, he has all the right. capabilities. He's athletic right. as shit. I'm sorry, bro. A powerbomb and a swanton is not going to move me every single week, bro. It might right. move me one week, but it's not going to move me every single week. I want him to... Uh, he's a heel now, so he doesn't have to do the flips anymore. He doesn't have to do the swanton, but you have to add more power moves to your arsenal. You have to do a jackhammer, do suplexes. Let's go power slam. Do a power slam. You know, but I do... With the right few, he can be back in prominism. You know what I like that he does? You know that, like, big clothesline that he does when he, like, he swings it back? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that rules, man. Or, or make, the lariat, make the lariat your finish and, like, and, like have it do be a name. Add a name to it. Or, or at least do the last ride like you did last night. If you just do the last ride, that's cool. That that's the one power bomb that you do, but like I yelled in the voice note that I posted last night, enough is enough, bro. I don't want to see eight power bombs, and I don't want to see eight power bombs whenever the fuck you have this match with. I think that's what they're going. I think that's what they're going for as well. With like this, uh, I guess it's been kind of a gradual heel turn that we've been Mm -hmm. seeing with Wardlow in recent weeks. Is that like it's it's not a power bomb symphony for the crowd anymore? You know. He's doing it to kill dudes. And yesterday, he just needed one, you know? Yeah, yeah. because if, big if, one. if you um, remember the first time, it was like six power bombs. Then the second time, it was three. And then now it's one. Yeah. So, um, I wouldn't you swap out the power bomb symphony for just do, do a last ride, you know? Um, yeah. Or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I do think there is, you know, I think there's a good chance that they can uh, heat him back up again where he can be a very valued member of the roster. Don't know about world champion or anything, but. Um, oh, fuck no. <laughs> we'll see how it plays <laughs> out. There was a there was a time though where that did seem like a real possibility though. So mm-hmm. um, it just goes to show like how quick we are to dismiss it now, you know. Um but yeah, Ken that was that was the second person on this show Wardlow was to kind of have his sights on MJF after JY. Mm-hmm. And then we got another person, uh Kenny Omega. He was a uh, you know, he was cutting a promo backstage about everything going on, and then he comes face to face with MJF. Them two come face to face, and uh, you know, we get the screenshot. I mean, getting a lot of those lately across AEW and WWE. Yeah. You know, people bumping into each other, getting a pop off, just being <laughs> merely on the same camera. You know, <laughs> um, but yeah, Kenny Omega face to face with MJF. We've already spoke about it a little bit. Possibly one of the biggest matches they can do at the moment. So, uh, yeah, and obviously there's already a story there. Like naturally, that MJF is closing in on Kenny Omega's record of longest reigning AEW World Champion. Um, and MJF made sure that uh, Kenny Omega knew about it. Yeah. We lost Chris for a second there. Um, but yeah, that was cool to see. Uh, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, uh, Adam Cole looking after Roderick Strong at Roddy's house with the kingdom. <laughs> Another, uh, Another one of those AEW comedy skits that I personally don't find funny. 
I don't so enjoy tired. them personally. This is just my opinion before people kill me. Uh, but, you know, yeah. not a fan of these. Haven't been a fan of these for a few weeks, but I also do appreciate that there is a lot of people that fucking, you know, pump the fist and <laughs> kill over laughing at these things. So, uh, I do it anymore. but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not into these at all. Monty, can I, Monty, can I ask you a question? Gone. Does does Roger Strong not have a wife? <laughs> Where's his wife? Why does he need Adam Cole? He's in a all pro, thing? pro wrestling revolver in the minute. Doing some business over there. <laughs> she had a dark match on Dynamite. I saw. She was looking great. What well, you wrestling, but your husband was like, neck is broken. <laughs> uh, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know, man. All I know is that these these. I've, I've seen too much of them, man. Not you know, not the, know. one one I can deal with, but I, we don't. I don't think we need to see this shit every week, and I don't they think we're going to see any more of it because it does seem like Adam Cole got sick of Roddy's yeah. silly demands and looking after him and stuff, and seeing like he's getting out of there. So uh, hopefully, we don't get any more of these. For my personal yeah. viewing experience, but my thing is right, Monty and everyone. Um, the biggest. Um, downplay of Roger Strong's career is he has no character, right? So he was like, all right, I'm going to go to the AW. I'm going to do more character-based stuff. I I'm guessing Adam Cole was like a big drive factor in this. But, bro, I'm sorry. I don't care. He doesn't need a character. He needs his character to just be I'm a fucking badass. I don't give a fuck. And I think the Adam shit is funny. Like, that's funny to me, right? But the skits aren't funny. I want to see Roger Strong fucking wrestle because he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And him coming to AEW was like a dream to me because I got I would get to see him against all these amazing wrestlers. He doesn't wrestle that much anymore, so I want I want him to wrestle. I don't care if he doesn't have I don't care if he doesn't have a character. I don't care if he blah blah blah. I don't give a fuck. I want him to wrestle. The best kid, the best character work Roger Strong has ever done is when he was just a heel dickhead in Undisputed Era. He was just a no. Dickhead. I do think he his best his best character work is in, in PWG uh, too. In PWG. is this stuff. Oh, PWG was his best character work. Yeah. I, I meant like Man's Yeah, but like, but, but at the same time, it's like he didn't have to do be a whiny chicken shit heel. He could just be a dickhead. He well, I like Adam. I like the character that Roddy's playing. I just don't like the skits. Mm. We're doing it once, once or twice is good, but four times a week, bro, it's not. You just got to for me with AEW. I think when they get onto a thing like this, they always go like a little bit too far with it, you know. So it's like yeah. Roddy being the concerned, jealous friend, like he was in the first few weeks of the the Bro Chacho story. Um, you know, like showing up after he just spoke to uh, after MJF and being like, "Oh, Adam, how can you trust this guy?" Blah blah, blah. and just being like a concerned, jealous, mm -hmm. slightly jealous like friend, you know on the outside that was, you know, keeping an eye on things. Um, you know, and it was kind of, it was a lot more grounded in that sense, you know? And then, you know, you, you can go, you can add some comedic elements to it. And I think we all, like, we all popped and laughed at him at the start. Um, but, like, you know, then, then you make him just a straight-up comedy character, you know? Then you, he's literally just part of skits now. We don't see him wrestle. We did get blessed with that like one week run when he was in that tournament, um, <laughs> mm -hmm. and he wrestled phenomenally because he always wrestles fucking phenomenally, uh, right. just like he did 
um, before that because we was waiting a long time for him to wrestle again before that, that little tournament run. Um, the Jericho match, his first Dynamite match, fucking yeah. <laughs> phenomenal, you know? Um, he's okay. a great wrestler. It's, just, it's, it's really interesting to just look at like, where, where Roddy's at at the moment because it's like he... In his last days before his injury in the WWE, like NXT, he was a guy that would just kind of wrestle and put over guys like Gunther, Bron Breaker, Melo, I think he put over towards the end as well. Um, and, you know, he was just kind of used to just kind of wrestle, have good matches with people and not really do much character stuff, you know. Um, obviously, he, uh, he got injured at the end and he was in the neck brace and that was the first time we saw him in the neck brace and now in AEW he's doing all this character work and he's doing all this and he's doing all that and he's hardly wrestling which is like so on AEW you know Um, that's normally where they let the wrestlers wrestle and with Roddy there is nothing in wrestling he can do remotely as good as he can as wrestling he's a phenomenal worker man um and, you know, people have enjoyed the crowd work and it's a big storyline and it's cool to see him involved in something so, like, big, you know. I don't think Roderick Strong, Roderick Strong fans could have ever imagined him in something, like, this big in the television company, you know. But it's uh, not the role that people would have uh, imagined him in, any, you know. Uh, awesome. Fucking Russell, please. Please, Can we please. Please. I want these tag matches, bro. I hate that fucking the AEW tag titles. FTR made it to King War. Actually, these are only going to be defended on Collision. Why? Yeah, Why it's, it's real weird. I miss the like, end of Hardy again. I don't know. I think FTR rule, to be fair. You know? uh, uh, <laughs> one of them wants to beat me up for some reason. Uh, you know, <laughs> that was so crazy. The other is a criminal, hey, a dog, if you will. Listen, the real wrestlers, you know. Uh. <laughs> I already know if me and Dax kind of fight, Monty would be pulling for Dax. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> percent. When he when he <laughs> when he tweeted you that, also, it's about time. Yeah. <laughs> no, Chris, Chris has been got to go crazy on that for the longest time. I can't cap. Oh, I still, I still fuck that nigga though. That's all, you know. Um. Anyway, uh, Charlie, you need to do. No. Uh, we, we need you to do shots. You, I need you to take I'll a shot. I need, I need you to take a shot for me, a shot okay. for Rob, and a shot for Chris in the you spirit want me to do of your own bar. Free, free, free. Oh, okay. Um, do I have? I have stuff too short. I need to find a shot glass. Even if it's just sours, you know. Oh, I don't it's... have sours in the house. I keep real alcohol. <laughs> right, I'll be right back. Hard, let me go, let me go for an alcohol hunt. What I'll is, be back. What is these? You know, what are these British terms they're using, Chris? I don't. I don't know these terms. No, they said sours. I was so confused. I was like, huh? No, sours <laughs> is like um. I don't know, bro. Well, I don't even know what you call that shit. It's, like, it's just like really sweet fucking shitty liquor stuff that you just shut off. But um, I don't know, man. It's, like, it's just, I don't even know if you have it internationally. Well, UK <laughs> people will know what Sours is. Anyway, um, I'm going to go for a few Super Jets. 
Because Why is Marty encouraging drinking on the job is so Listen, crazy. When it's your bathday, you can work drunk. It's a recipe-ish rule. Emin Reznov, 10 euros. Appreciate you as always. Giving me Dan Housen after a great Kelly Omega match should Lantika in hold. <laughs> that dog should have left after Phil did. Um, yeah, I'm not into Dan Housen. Bro, a lot of comedy <laughs> and a lot of like, you know, all the strokes. A lot of the stuff I don't like on AEW Dynamite last night. Um, but overall, I didn't think it was a bad show. Which is a weird string of sentences, I know, but um, I don't know, man. Uh, Showtime Spurs, four dollars. Appreciate you as always. Very happy to see Garcia looking like he's finally about to go off on his own. Was the most over out of any of the final three. It is time. Um, yeah, man. All, all I can say about Daniel Garcia at this point is uh, I'm hoping, hoping there's more for him on the horizon. I think he's a great talent. Can't praise him enough. Um, He's fucking wise beyond his years. He's a great worker. He's got personality. It was That was like the main criticism of him was that he, he doesn't showcase enough charisma and personality. And then he gets all... Then he does exactly that. And um, who knows, man? He's a great... He, he can wrestle. He can be a character on the show. He can... His promos just continue to develop and develop. He's charismatic. People like him. He's got a great story as well. Like, the, don't even you don't even have to mention that, but you can, you know, he's got a great comeback story and everything as well that you can play into. Um, he's awesome, man. I do, I do wish that to do. I do wish that they do a lot more with Daniel Garcia. He's like top on my list of people. I think in AEW deserve more. Uh, that pitbull two dollars. Wolf Wolf Pillman drew that beard on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, him, him, and his barber—they are uh, hell of a collaboration. Speaking They're bad. Of, the custodian Lexis King one ninety nine. All I'm saying is custodian greater than very nice, very evil. Uh, I tend to agree. To be honest, um, I, I missed that last super chat, yo. Whoever, whoever in Florida sent Pillman to that barber needs to be arrested. I can't cap. They need to find who funny. you are. Um, it's kind of beast. Couldn't find a shot glass. But I know how to measure shots, so it's fine. Well, Charlie's pouring. Uh, this is a good question, though. What is your favorite... Mazum84199, appreciate you as always. What is your favorite Omega match ever? Uh, Chris. Uh, him versus Okada, two out of three falls. Fuck. Yeah, I was going to say the same <laughs> Like, if I had to choose a singles, it'd probably, it'd probably be that for a singles. If it's not, if it's not that one, it's the Dominion one where they drew. But, mm. Yeah. If I could choose something that isn't a singles, it's the Golden Lovers versus the Bucks, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If it's not singles, it's uh, the Elite Implosion match for Homo and the Bucks. Oh, that's oh, yeah. also a really good one. I was kind of in love with his performance in uh, at Wrestle Kingdom this year against Osprey. Yeah, um, that was really. Good. I thought he was fucking unbelievable in that match. Um, that's what I, 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 I love getting on my level Omega. Yeah, yeah. Bro, seeing yeah. him wrestle Osprey in Canada is one of the craziest experiences I've had this year, and I've had some pretty crazy ones. He's a 
He's a genuinely very special, spectacular, big match wrestler. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not on like the same boat as like Chris, for example. Like, I don't I don't think Kenny Omega is the greatest wrestler to ever do it, but I do think that he has probably the best case for being the best big match wrestler ever. Um, because he he's had like truly like <laughs> you know groundbreaking industry moving matches like the all like the the series of Okada has like this weird or not weird but like has this like great like aura around it you know like these spe- these really special matches that are like the quote unquote greatest matches of all time you know and yeah it's um. It's huge for his legacy, you know, and when you look at his run in, uh, especially like the last few years in New Japan, start of AEW, his world title run, his, um, yeah, man, when it, his G1 runs, he's just fucking, he's an animal. <laughs> he's an animal. He, big match Omegas. Just, uh, it's as good as it gets, you know. Um, well, Charlie, you poured up, yeah, what? Yeah, what, I, what, I was what waiting for you to stop talking. It is. Pessoa, which is um, passion fruit oh, liqueur, usually made for, for um, usually made for no used to make passion fruit martinis and stuff like that. Oh, we're getting Charlie drunk on a birthday, people. Okay, <laughs> also shot. drinking later, so cheers to Kenny <laughs> Omega. I guess. Okay, that one's for Kenny Omega. Absolutely! Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> now you got to do one for Matt Jackson. <laughs> I mean, no. No. I just choked. Oh my god! Pause. Um, who am I doing one for now, Matt Jackson? Am I going for Matt Jackson? Someone said it's Fanta. Oh yeah, it's absolutely Fanta. Now, Charlie, I've done it. Shall I do 121 more for the live viewers? I will do a collective one for the live viewers later. I'll do another one now. Then we'll do a couple more super chats. <laughs> I have to get through the rest of this pod first, Jesus. Okay, so we've got, we got Kenny Omega and Matt Jackson. Absolutely. Good start. Uh, that pitbull too does. <laughs> uh, woof, woof. Ariana Grace laps Emily. Ariana Grace is the future of NXT's women's Talk! Team. I've bought some stocks this past week. Yeah. Um, I was that, um... I was sceptical sceptic- about buying the stocks because she had a really bad knee injury that kept her up for some time. Um, uh, she's a she's a future Charlie, daughter of Santina Morella. I was gonna say that's the daughter uh, of Santina Morella, isn't it? And uh, I love it. I love that like it makes it kind of makes sense when you when you watch her talk because like, she's already like so charismatic. Uh, like she's already <laughs> yeah. so charismatic. She's already a confident talker. She already like uh, interprets comedy into her promos and when she talks and stuff, and it doesn't come off forced or cringe or anything. Um, Some people. Also she's a natural think- in that sense. Some people also think the earth is flat. <laughs> yeah, no, she's just she's a base, man. Um, only, only thing I'll say is she, only thing I, I'll say is she needs to add a cutter on the end of that finish. <laughs> yeah, obviously, obviously in ring she's 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 green, you know. Obviously, she's it's not and um, she's not even um, it's not like Tiffany Stratton either. Like even when Tiffany Stratton was super green, like she's still kind of green now, you know. But she's came along so far in so, such a short amount of time but in Tiffany's early matches you could like you could immediately see like that she's you know a great athlete and that she's picking it up really quick Ariana Grace is coming along pretty you know just pretty fine but 
as a talker and as a TV character, I see like a really, really, really high upside on her. So She's hopefully her knees hold up. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think she laps Emmy Sakura yet, but you know, shout out Ariana Grace. Will Chisholm, $5. I didn't watch NXT this week, but people were saying somebody from Stardom was in the crowd. Is that true? Uh, no. Yeah, me, you. <laughs> oh. She's not from Stardom. Oh, no, no she's not. She's TJPW. Uh, TJPW, of oh course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's been the whole discourse the whole fucking past couple of days. But yeah, me, you master uh, from TJPW. She's been in America the past week or so. Um and uh yeah, she was she was spotted at Disneyland or some or some shit, or she took some pictures at Disneyland and she was wearing the same hat at NXT and obviously it kind of makes all the sense in the world. And uh and she was training with Natty and TJ as well. Um so yeah, it's not the first time that me used trained with Natty either. So it's probably not the first time she's been to an NXT. I think I think she may have been spotted there a few months ago, but don't uh don't hold me to that because I'm not 100 percent sure. But I am 100 percent sure that it is the second time that she's trained with uh Natty and TJ. So yes. um mm-hmm. so yeah man. When hey when when, when Mayu when when Mayu hits that kick on Lola Vice to win the NXT women's championship, you ain't here you didn't hear it from me. That sounds really bad. Listen, no. I think you're just a hater, bro, you know. Two shooters um, in there. I don't. You know? I don't rate your monster like that. So, you know, no. I mean, I think she's okay, but like her performances in the US did not move me at all. Yeah, US performances weren't amazing. Like she had that match with Thunder Rosa, which was like uh, he was did. Rosa, which was like, was just like yeah, that was like aggressively like okay, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I haven't really heard she much. Uh, this year, I was like, I was like, okay, that was kind of just whatever. Mm. Didn't I have the fucked finish that people were going crazy over? No, that was at uh indie show. They wrestled twice this year. Right, okay. Yeah, your master, TJPW, but uh, she does get around. She's done a few US Indies dates. She's done uh, all kinds of different stuff, and I do wonder if she would be tempted to come over to the US and sign with someone, whether that's AEW, whether that's NXT, whether that's whatever the fuck, you know. Because, um, like, you know, she's got, like... Oh, she's got, like, she's got, like, that kicking style and it makes us kind of stand out a bit and, you know. Mm-hmm. You okay, Joe? Yeah, I'm just reading live chat. I saw uh, Julian's comment, Tiger style. Sure. Tiger style. Yeah, shout out me, you. Uh, not a stardom wrestler, though. Please don't kill me. Um, Don Tasmo, 199. Yuka will be back soon. Need her versus Shida or Stat. Yeah, man. Uh, big fan Stat. of Yuka. Yeah. I will take both. Put both belts on her. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Spell her uh, Yeah, big fan of Yuka. I think she's great. Um, Shorts on Spurs, $5. We need a year ban on Battle Royals. I'll allow it if it's Real. women's one since that hasn't happened in a minute. Um, mm. Yeah, I tweeted yes. I tweeted yesterday. Like, I'd genuinely be happy. I personally would not complain if AEW never did a Battle Royal ever, ever, ever again. Um, They're real bad. That was like my polite way. You know, we're all friends here. Uh, <laughs> I'm not... I'm not... Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not 
I'm not going to get quote dunked on a million times or ratioed by the kids, <laughs> you know. But, um, I'm in a safe space here. That that tweet was my polite way of saying that AEW fucking suck at doing battle royals. Like they they're, really they're, do. All, they're always like border. They're either straight up terrible or borderline terrible. I think they've done like one good one before. Was it mm. one of the tag ones that like fucking oh, that, like, top I flight one? Was like one year before. Uh, one was really good at double nothing. Yeah, the one where Matt Jackson killed Sammy Guevara was really good. There's just there's a it's like it's the same with WWE Royal Rumbles. Like, not that I think that they're always bad or anything, but I just mean as in like there's just there's a certain formula to getting yeah. a battle royal right. Uh, it's with the interactions, it's with the work in between the entrance, it's with etc. etc. X Y Z, you know. And um, I don't I don't think like any booker can just be like. And just and book a good battle royal, you know. I think it is like a, a unique challenge in booking wrestling, you know. Um, yeah, and I just don't, I just don't think AEW have like clocked it or mastered it whatsoever, yeah, you know. They need to scrap the whole like casino thing and just say fuck it and just do, but do the Royal Rumbles. Let's do the fucking Royal Rumble, bro. Just don't, don't do them. Why do that? They don't have to do them. You know, they don't. Like, no they're one's going to anyways because of like it gets people on cards and shit. So they're always going to do them. But just drop this whole casino shit. It's overstayed. Unless you're only doing that at Double or Nothing. I don't even think it's the cas- I don't even think it's the casino element, which I don't think it exactly helps. I don't think it exactly it helps. Help. But I just think AEW, whether that's Tony Khan. Whether that's whoever else helps him when it comes to booking these battle royals, Pat Book, fucking Sanjay, whoever the fuck, you know. Um, I just, I just don't, I just don't think they get it in that sense, you know. Oh, and who am I? Who am I? I'm just a fucking, I'm just a fan of the fucking podcast, you know. But like, We've, actually, no, my yeah, real group with AEW battle royals is other than the tag ones, they have a real imbalance of like top stars compared to, like, the jobbers. They really yeah. telegraph who's going to win these battle royals. Yeah, they're really... They're, they struggle with keeping them interesting throughout and stuff, yeah. you know? It's just... It's, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of... Just, be, just, just because a battle royal has a good final two, oh, by the way, just because a battle royal has a good final two doesn't make it a good battle royal. It's just that the, two, the, 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 the last two people in the battle royal just happen to be really good at wrestling. Mm-hmm. Well... Well, I'll say good battle royal. Watch the, watch the battle first. Royals, I guess. <laughs> you want to? Fair. Number three for Charlie. Maybe that was almost bad. Um, I was gonna say. Uh, I, put, I think a really good example of like a really good battle royal is the first women's Royal Rumble. Yeah. You know, like you had loads really of cool, you had you had loads you had loads of cool interactions. You had loads of surprises, legend. Uh, there was good bits uh, woven in throughout. Um, Sasha Banks went on like a pretty long run in it and was really good throughout and kind of held it together really well. Um, and like you can sometimes, especially when it's when it's a really good one, like you can see like the moving parts, like um, you know, like like who who's the Iron Man in these battle royals? Like there should yeah. always be an Iron Man or an Iron Woman that, and you can follow. That's like a reoccurring thread throughout the match and stuff like that. Mention the interactions, surprises, all these different things. So just 
AEW just haven't clocked it. I don't know what the answer is myself, but I just know uh, fucking battle rules don't seem to be easy, you know. Um, my favorite Royal Rumble is the twenty. It's not my favorite Royal Rumble, but the one that I've rewatched the most is the twenty twelve one. Not because it's good, but the pops for um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan take me out every time. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. It, it, it's a feel good moment, you know. It's such a feel good moment. I love it. Shout out how to Jim Duggan. He's fucking... Absolutely. He's kicked the shit out of cancer about 28 times. Yeah. God bless him, you know. He just did um, recently. My, my favorite is 2020. Yeah. When, when Brock killed half the roster. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> I've it, it, that Royal Rumble a few times. It's pretty good. It's a great... That's a great Royal Rumble. It is one of the great ones. It's like the, the story of Brock just kind of killing one. everyone. And then... You built in a moment where Drew eventually eliminates him, and Drew was a made man on that night there and yeah. then. You know, I'll, I'll always remember how Brock sold that Claymore. So he gets hit with the Claymore, he gets eliminated, and he's out cold on the outside of the ring for a good like minute. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Brock, Brock. It's a shame that it all came in the pandemic era, you know, because Brock did a yeah. lot to try and like make a point of putting over Drew. Like Drew beat Brock in like five minutes at Mania. You know, he just yeah. killed him. Um, that don't happen to Brock Lesnar, bro, you know? Um, but, yeah, that was a great Royal Rumble. Um, you got cool interaction. Everyone remembers the Keith Lee, Brock Lesnar interaction. You oh, know? yes. Uh, the Shelton and Benjamin's the fucking so much. When the New Day and Rey Mysterio jumped Brock Lesnar and everybody yeah. thought they were going to get him out only for Brock Lesnar to be like, no, take a suplex real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and even Ricochet being part of the reason that Brock got eliminated, yeah. like that played into story that was going on at the time. Like there was a. That's also yeah. the one that um. Fuck! What else happened at that Rumble? I feel like there was a big moment that I'm forgetting. MVP returned. He, MVP did return. That sure did happen. Big business, brother. Um, yeah, what happens? Yeah, we don't get the Royal Rumble perfect every time. No. Absolutely. Look, I, I don't think this. I don't think this past year's one was a uh, especially Edge amazing. Return. That's what it was. Was that that year? I'm, I'm, I thought that was a year after. Yeah, I'm not sure if that was that year. It might have been. No, that was a year after. I don't know. Um, but yeah, not every WWE Royal Rumble is perfect. That's not what I'm saying at all. But there is yeah. absolutely, you know, they've been doing them for a long time. And obviously, back in the day, Pat Patterson, who gets a lot of credit for putting those mm-hmm. things together, as it was like his thing, his creation. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, there's a, obviously there's been a lot of great, great, great rumbles over the years, you know. And uh, sometimes you have to kind of look at what makes them so great. And it's a lot of the things that we've just mentioned, you know, so... Uh, we'll see if AEW ever kind of. I doubt AEW are going to do what I said and never do one ever again, you know. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if AEW can can uh, get better at them more consistently, you know. Because when you I see a battle royal announced now, I, I do roll my eyes like fuck. Yeah. I'm really surprised they haven't done one on Forbidden Door yet. <laughs> For like a shot at the international belt, that or whatever. could be fun because you get all the elements could, of like different face-offs and stuff. Yeah, like it's... yeah, especially with like this CMLL stuff. If they start incorporating mm-hmm. them more, like throw some luchadors in a battle in a Royal Rumble, Battle Royal, whatever the fuck, that's always fun. So yeah, man, there's 
I don't know what the exact answer is. Like I said, I'm just fucking. I'm just a fan of fucking a few podcasts that fucking thinks he can critique things, you know. But um, <laughs> I don't. I don't enjoy them, you know. What do you want from me, mm. Darren Walker? Two pounds. Uh, who we expect Sheila to wrestle at pay per view? Um, Tony Storm at full gear. That is my guess. Who? who it's not said? the most inspired booking. Tony Storm. I don't think Tony Storm can lose another title match. Mm, I don't know. Not right now. Thunder Rosa. Also, Thunder Rosa, really? Yeah. That's my outsource. That's my outsource, yeah. I don't know, man. People have been reporting for weeks that she's coming back soon. It's Months. Like, it's, it's been, you know. And it's not like it's just random mm. sources as well. Like, I'm sure Sean reported yeah. it like a week or two ago, you know. Um Dave, um, Dave reported it like a month ago. Like, surely she's like soon to be ready. If, uh, if and when Mariah May shows up, I would quite like for her to get a title match, but I don't think that will happen straight up. Straight in. So. I think I don't know, man. If if the reports are true of how highly Tony Khan thinks of her, then maybe. I think it should be Riho Yuka Sakasaki. I think Riho's done. Why did you say it like that? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why you said it like that. I love Yuka. There, there are rumors yeah, that Riho bro. might. There are Riho. There are rumors that Riho so might be out. Or some shit. <laughs> There's rumors that Riho what? There are rumors like people are posting pictures of like Riho just hanging out in Japan and like she saying she might be done because of uh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think she's got it pretty nice when it comes to uh. Yeah. When it comes to like her being able to just go to Japan and just kind of work over there for a bit, same with Sheila, same with Yuka. Um, I think all I the Joshi talent kind of have like, yeah, you know, I think I think all the like Joshi talent in AEW have it pretty nice yeah. when it comes to like being able to go back yeah. over to Japan and do like a bit of work over there or an extended stay over there and uh, always get welcomed back and get. You know, especially she that she gets welcomed back and they put a title on her most of the time. Yeah. So. Um, Shout out Sheed, man. Shout out Sheed, man. Uh, blah, 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 $5. If they do another eight-man full-gear tournament for a total shot, who are your collective eight? I have a list. Because I was going to tweet this earlier. Because I, I saw uh, Pep's tweet about it, so I made a list of what my okay. eight would be this year. Mm-hmm. So my eight are Samoa Joe, Bandido, Lance Archer, Rocky Romero, Kenny Omega, Takeshita, Roosh, and Miro. That is my eight. Mm. I don't have my gunshots too this week, but mm. Wardlow. <laughs> no, I wouldn't put Wardlow in yet. I feel like that's a made feud because he has a clean win over with MJF. Because I saw people saying about mm-hmm. Swerve and Hangman, and that's setting up for their um, full gear match. But I think that would be a waste of tournament slots. Honestly, it would be a waste of a full gear tournament. Not because of it's Swerve and Hangman, but their feud is so like in depth at the moment. I feel like they don't need. The yeah, um, tournament to, to get them yeah, to the yeah, next yeah. match. So, yeah, hundred percent uh, agree with that. With that I want Bandido in it again. Um, my oh boy, when's he back, Tony Khan? He's cleared. I know he is. He's been announced for Indies. Has it? Yeah, he got announced for Indies for like a couple of weeks ago. Okay, we're cooking then. We need Bandido yeah. back, Tony. I know you watch this. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, what else do I want to talk about from Dynamite? 
there was a Kali's final. Do you guys not final. have top eights that you would like? <laughs> we just accepted my oh, list. Well, <laughs> well, you said a collective top eight, and when when you just pulled out the list, you know, <laughs> just had I was a just list. Like, All right, fuck it. <laughs> I threw, out, I threw out my ward love statement, you know. Uh, um, wait, wait, wait. Yazura Hart said, I'm the only one that feels like Rocky Romero was a wild sneak. Rocky, Mare- Rocky Romero has had such a good year, but it's mostly been in CMLL. CMLL, oh, so people beast. don't really know. So I feel like he needs a chance to showcase that in AEW. He's Rocky- a beast. <laughs> Rocky's my favourite wrestler on the list, talking about sneak, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Rocky Rocky I love Rocky Romero, man. He's so smooth, bro. He's hot butter. He's fucking Rock- beast, man. If Rocky pull up, I need one of those topes he be doing in Mexico into the crowd. I need that. He's so Not good in Mexico. When he's, play- when he's playing here in Mexico, he's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Have you seen some of the people they put in these tournaments? Like, that's very, sure, that Rocky, is also very fair. Rocky can be in there. He'll probably go out first round. But it'll be a sick match. Yeah, he'll have a good match. He was in the finals last year, brother. <laughs> nah, I like Rocky a lot, man. Um, Respect Rocky, remember? I have no. Nah, but it's it it is fair to bring it up because it's not like he fucking yeah. wins whenever he's yeah. on Dynamite. He comes on Dynamite, and loses, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but if you watch his main event, CMLL work with Volador and those matches, mm-hmm. um, you'll probably understand it a bit more. And if you have seen them, then probably still a fair question, but still. We just love Rocky Romero, bro. I don't know what you want from us, you know? <laughs> We're big fans around these parts. <laughs> we are, we are, we are. Um, but yeah, Kelly's family did a promo last night. Uh, and uh, it was mainly so Hobbs can get on the mark, really. And he said he basically Hobbs is mad at Chris Jericho because Chris Jericho aired him when he was seven at a show. And uh, so Will Hobbs put him in hospital. <laughs> yep. <laughs> One way to deal with it, you know. That's, that's real villain origin shit. Y'all wouldn't understand. <laughs> for real, for real. Um, so yeah, Hobbs was talking about Jericho and all that sort of stuff and what I just mentioned. And um, the Caddis family were talking, putting themselves over and how they're putting Kenny out of business, blah, 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 blah. Um, but Caddis said that, you know, they've only lost once in, since whatever day it was and you know, that was when Cole Fletcher lost in a tag match for him and he was just blaming Cole Fletcher. Cole Fletcher comes storming out, cuts a pretty solid promo on Don Callis and, you know, um, just fired up, didn't want to just kind of just take the blame, lying back and uh, he's going to prove himself tonight when he beats Omega, blah, 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 blah. And that uh, basically starts the match off, you know, between Cole Fletcher and Kenny Omega, which we've already spoke about. But, um... Yeah, Hobbs getting to talk a bit more. I'd like to see more of the members of the Fakalis family talk more, especially Takeshita, even if he's just cutting menacing Japanese promos. I'm all for it. Um, but yeah, it was good to see Hobbs talk, give a reason for his justifying his actions, etc., etc. But um, yeah, man, Charlie, Callis family, Hobbs got to talk. It wasn't all just Don Callis, but we didn't get anything from Takeshita or anything like that. It wasn't perfect, but at least Hobbs got to talk. At least Hobbs got to talk, and we got some backstory. <laughs> um, I'm a little bit lost in the Don Callis yeah. family right now. Yeah, like I like it as a concept, mm-hmm. but the whole thing, it started as getting Takeshita over as this mega hill, and as like the new alpha. 
mm-hmm. and it's not hit the way it should have. And it's like I seen I, I tweeted about it last night, and some people were saying, "Well, they miscast Dakesha, like he shouldn't have been a heel yet." And I was just like, "I don't agree with that," because he's shown flashes of being a great heel. It's just been really overshadowed by Don Callis, and I don't know whether it's because the language barrier or they just don't know how to book it. But I don't know. But yeah, with the whole stuff, it feels kind of promising. Mm-hmm. But it's getting a little bit muddy. There's a lot of people involved in this right now. I feel like we need to get it back to basics a little bit. I think Muddy describes it really well, to be honest, because it's like the concept of it sounds really good on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a great, it's got great members in it, you know. Um, then you look at some of the, like, the checkpoints and some of the things that have been ticked off since the Cali family's came together, like. Takesh just beat Kenny Omega in singles. Takesh just yep. pinned Kenny Omega in a tag match. That he's wrestled with him on pay per view multiple times. Blah 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 blah. Um, you know, it's facilitated heel turns for two different people. It's um, you know, so it, it it has provided some pros, but also, as Charlie said, it has got a bit muddy because it's kind of like sometimes the actual wrestling talent feels like it's in the background, you yeah. know, and it's like it's not really achieving much in getting them to where they need to be. And it can come across, it can come across, I'm not saying it is, it can come across just a little, just a little bit self-indulgent on the Don Cali mm. side of things. Um, when people want to see more of, like, you know, the rest of the talent, more the focal point of the storyline. Go ahead, Rob. I low-key think that where this is going I think, and I'm not saying this is a good thing. This is just what I think. I think them projecting Callus more than Takeshidam is on purpose, kind of, because it's kind of going to be like the thing where, oh, well, this is supposed to be all about Takeshida, but Don Callis has taken most of the spotlight. Just like how Kyle Fletcher kind of pointed out last night. He was like, yo, bro, mm-hmm. like, the fuck going on around here? We're all supposed we're we're all supposed to be getting built up. We're really just protecting you. What kind of what kind of bullshit is this? <clears throat> so yeah. I, that's why I think it's going with the guy. I'm not saying it's a good or a bad thing, but maybe maybe. Uh, but even even if that was the case, it's like okay, the Don Cuddy's family ditch Don, and Don gets put for a table or some shit, and you know they'll <laughs> they'll drop Don, and Don's washed. Um, I think I think it's gonna be Will Hobbs because if you look at the picture. The, the supper picture, Will Hobbs is in the Judas position. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, we'll see. Not perfect, but all the things I just mentioned, like, it has had its pros, but it still has, you know, some things that I don't think Monica. are quite perfect. What's that, Rob? I said it has a, a good bit of cons, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Dan Housen. To go Sorry. from that Kenny, to go to go from that Kenny Omega Carl Fletcher match, especially that closing fetch, which was so yeah. hot, and Kenny Omega just walking up the ramp, selling, you know, looking like looking like the the man that fans want him to be, you know, mm-hmm. Kenny Omega leaving it all out there, fired up. This is pro wrestling, you know. This is AEW. Then boom, Dan Housen. Yeah, bro. It's like, it's a bro. Hey, listen, just because I've seen all the tweets, just because a nigga can can slightly do a German suplex don't mean he's good, bro. It doesn't. 
Bro, like anyone looks German good suplex. in a cut-up few clips posted on Twitter. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, but video. come on, man. Bro, he's not himself, bro. I let out the biggest oh fucking brother when I saw that. I was so mad, bro. Crowd in the pop. Who is this for? I don't know. And people would be like, oh, you just don't like him because he's CM Punk's friend. No, I hated him before that. Stinks. Oh. Yo, you niggas don't remember our tweets. When Dan Housen first showed up in AEW, we were shitting on it. When he first showed up at Beach, uh, what was that? Beach Break or whatever the fuck pay per view that was on, on Dynamite? We were shitting on it. It sure was Beach Break, yeah. yeah it was. It was, the, it was when Adam Cole. It was the um, when Adam Cole's first. Night, yeah. Adam Cole's first last night. It'll be uh, Orange Cassidy. Um, I'll never, I'll, never, I'll never forget Parker's right up on F four W. Very, I've got it somewhere because Ash posted it earlier. Yeah, unsanctioned lights out match. Orange Cassidy defeated Adam Cole. This is Parker on the Wrestling Observer website when he used to do the reviews for Dynamite. This was a fun brawl, but it wasn't at the level of the great AEW lights out matches. The Danhausen signing is a major red flag for this company. <laughs> <laughs> he was so right. Um. Yeah, a lot of people got mad at him over that. <clears throat> a lot of people got mad at him over that. Um, but that yeah, that, that locked out match. I hated that locked out match as well. For Did you? Well. I, it popped yeah. me huge. I actually quite liked it. Oh, man. Adam Cole is really bad at Thunder matches, bro. He needs yeah. to stop doing that. He's bad at him. To be fair, I haven't rewatched it since it happened, so I may feel differently about it now, but I liked it in the moment. The best plunder match he's ever done is the one against Aleister Black at TakeOver uh, what was that, Philadelphia? He's done that yeah, many of them. There's going to be a couple good ones in there, you would assume. Yeah. But there's a lot of bad ones, man. Uh, yeah. But, um, Dan uh, Houston, I get that he sells merch and he's probably over huge. Oh, don't, kids. Charlotte. Oh, no, no, no. I don't get where people buy his merch. Like, I'm not saying they shouldn't. Either. Good for him. You know, good for him. But I, I don't, I don't get feel it. it either. It's not to my taste. <laughs> I'm not into spooky mimes. Like, it doesn't do it for me. But um, I just, I get that, like, I, people like him for that and whatever, and they think he's funny. Just put him in the fucking dark matches at the beginning of shows. He's very much a live event act. I don't need to see him on TV. Put him in like, the RJ Put him in the RJ City role. You don't this have to. Mer- this is the merch. I don't want him interviewing people. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, Andrade. You know, I have Antonio Inoki. So that's 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 that's, that's real level. Real yes. Um, Andrade Inoki, basically the same. You know, basically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is actually like one of the last Andrade WWE t-shirts. Um, <laughs> right before he got cut. No, this no, is. It was, at, bro, it was after. It was after he got caught. I went on the that's website and saw this tee for like six dollars. I'm a cop, that and it, it says Andrade and Idolo as well. It don't just say Andrade, um, so it works, it holds up. Um, all right, put him on Ring of Honor. He doesn't even deserve to be on Ring of Honor. That was <laughs> real spiteful. He sucked, but... he, sucked, he sucked on Ring of Honor too when he was there. Yeah, anyway, I'm gonna start talking about Dan Hauser. We're not big fans, some people are. I don't get why, but some people are, and I'm not going to shit on them for being a Anyway, um, Swerve, uh, Swerve Strickland 
It's got a remix of his theme coming out on Friday, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, going to keep an eye out for Prince Nana's involvement in that music video. Um, happy birthday to Charlie of WrestleBrewers. Anyway, <laughs> Sting needs to talk about this one. Sting announces that his last match will be at AW Revolution 2024. So that means we have about six months left of Sting in AEW. Sting before he retires. Uh, a career that has spanned... Four, five decades? Fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, man, he, he's fine. It seems like he's finally calling it a day and he's finally calling it a day for good. A shock for Sting, Charlie. I will do a shock for Sting because that is a legend. You don't need to get Charlie's at this. Charlie's, she's she's there now, people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'll do one. Any, more. any excuse, oh, you know? <laughs> She'll do one for Danhausen in about 10 minutes, probably. <laughs> I will not do one for Danhausen. <laughs> I have limits. Uh, right, so yeah, Sting's retiring in about six, five, six, five, six months. Everybody loves Sting. It's hard to be a wrestler. It's hard to find a wrestling fan that doesn't love Sting, which right. is, I said on Twitter yesterday, it's genuinely one of my favourite things about Sting is that no matter what age you are as a fan, it doesn't matter if you're an old 50, 60-year-old like Ibu, it doesn't matter if you're <laughs> fucking... You know, it doesn't matter if you're young like... Uh, Jamie's like 20, I think. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're even like really, really young. Like, say if you're like a twelve-year-old fan that's just going mm-hmm. into wrestling, or you're, you know, you're a literal kid who's like six or even younger than that, and your dad's Bro, got you into my wrestling. eight-year-old nephew likes Sting. Like that's what I mean. everyone has seen Sting be awesome. Everyone's seen him be awesome. You know, my so fucking earliest, uh, my earliest favorite memory of Sting is the the segment with Bobby Roode on TNA where where he's like, like he's talking to Bobby Roode he's talking to Bobby Roode and he's like I don't want to be that guy and he starts putting on the Joker makeup but he's like if you want me to be that guy you'll see me at Slammiversary pussy <laughs> yeah Stinger a man of many phases in his careers as well he's gone yeah. through all kinds of different characters and stuff like that you just mentioned the Joker which is just one of um, you know just an extension of his growthing but you know, a surface thing back in the day. Just a real great top guy. You know, pe- people in the business now still model themselves after it. Like, look at Cody Rhodes, absolutely models himself after surface thing. You know, um, 100%. 100%. takes loads of inspiration from him. I think he's even been as much as saying that publicly as well. So, um, you know, and obviously all the other stuff he's on in, with WCW in the Monday Night Wars. He was one that he was like the WCW guy. Um, obviously, it was unfortunate what happened after WCW tragically lost the war and he kind of disappeared for a bit, came to TNA. We all had many yeah. pops there with that. That definitely had its uh, good, bad and ugly. Um, <laughs> but it was an experience and it was a ride that us fans got to go on with Steam. Yeah. And, um, you know, then he came back to WWE. It wasn't amazing or anything, but at least he got to kind of tick it off his list, you know. He had the match with Triple H, which should have been against The Undertaker, which he lost, which he probably should have won, you know. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, and now we've had this AEW. He's trying to paralyze him. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, yeah, This running AEW now where it's fucking, it's just been so much fun to watch him. It doesn't matter if you didn't, ever watch a Sting match before he 
before he signed with AEW. Or if you're someone who remembers him being surface Sting, being the fucking man, or whatever you remember of Sting, this run has been... It's been a good time, man, and he's, he's worked with a lot of younger talent. Obviously, he's done loads of stuff with Derby, and that's helped in loads, and he's been, like, his mentor on screen and off screen. He's, um, you know, he's still been able to create great moments. And like I said, that's one of my favourite things about Sting. It doesn't matter what age fan you are, you've been able to see Sting be awesome and create moments. So right. hopefully we've got six months more of more yeah. moments. But Sting... I don't know what um, his retirement match is going to be, but I need him and Derby versus the box before he hangs it up, man. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, they didn't yeah. do it during the heel title run. And I, that's such a missed opportunity, man. That's like one of the only matches that we really missed out on in that title run. You think he challenges MJF for the title? That'd be <laughs> hilarious. People, have been, saying, people have been saying that for so long. MJF versus Sting, you know? He's un- isn't he undefeated it... in AEW? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It, what what a way to go! No, he's out, definitely bro. not been. He's definitely not been pinned. I don't think. I think. I think, I think the I think the person that's gonna do it, and I think his final match is gonna be Darby. And I think he's gonna be the one. It to wouldn't do it. shock me. But it's depends on how he's climbing Mount with... Empress. Is he even gonna be here for Revolution? Like, oh mate, you'd have to delay that mountain bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like Sting's retiring, brother. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that mountain ain't going anywhere. It's still gonna be there tomorrow. You know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sting, you know, being able to be part of Sting's retirement run is, you know, a once in a lifetime Absolutely. opportunity. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I honestly hope that they do it like Kaiji Muto, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and you, you do like, you do like a celebration tour. <laughs> they yeah. have in between now and Revolution, Sting should have a match, like a marquee match, even if it's like a tag match or whatever. Just run some big matches, man. Like, as much as he can handle or wants to do. Mm -hmm. Because you're never going to get another Sting retirement tour. And we only get, like, five and a half months of it. It's not even a full year. Mm -hmm. So we need to squeeze some stuff in, bro. As long as I get that box match, I'm happy. Yeah, there's all kinds of... There's there's still so many dream match scenarios for him, you know? Um He's great, man. People love Sting. People love Sting so much that he mentioned Hulk Hogan last night. Everyone booed the fuck out of it. Sting was like, I hear you. I hear you. You know? Um, and they stopped, they stopped booing him. He was like, you know, his contributions to the business, blah, 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 blah. And the crowd did actually stop booing Hogan. So that's how that's how much power Sting holds. He can oh, stop good. the AEW, the AEW live crowd from booing Hulk Hogan. Um, good crowd. Yeah. yeah he, he put over like all the people that have helped him throughout his career. That's why he mentioned Hogan. He mentioned Flair as well. He mentioned a, a bunch of other people as well. He when he mentioned Hogan, uh, a black dude behind me was just, he just yelled out, he don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying, bro. Oh, man. Sting's uh, yeah. a legend, man. I will always have Forbidden Door where he shared a ring with Naito. What a crazy thing to be in person for, man. Crazy. Crazy, yeah. It's, uh, well, I will nice. say, silver lining of this, uh, you just mentioned Charlie, is, yeah, we've got like five and a half months. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, at least we've got like a decent warning. So like, yeah. now we know we're in the Sting retirement tour already. So uh, yeah. buy your, a- buy your AEW tickets, you know. And... Yeah. 
I think Go Revolution, on. I think the venue could be announced next week because they're going to want to sell it out for Sting's last match. And I think they will because Sting's so beloved everywhere. People are going to be flying from all over the world. I've really, like, me and my brother are already planning on going. Like, we, like we've, like, started, like, figuring out what we're going to do, so. Yeah, man, uh, Sting, everyone loves Sting. Uh, Chris, Rob, you going to see him before he retires, or what are we talking? I'm fucking... Well, I saw him last night. I'd like to see him wrestle before he retires. Yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't seen him wrestle. I, the first ever AEW show I went to, he it was him and Darby versus uh, 2.0 in a Texas uh, Tornado Tag. The one where he uh, no-sold no the, the powerbomb to the table. Ah, yes, 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 yes. I'd be able to see him if AEW would come the fuck back to Louisiana, but they don't want to do it. Uh, they don't want to go there. Katrina devastated y'all. They're no, scared. They, I mean, they, don't, they shouldn't fucking... After what they fucking tried to pull with Satinum saying the last fucking time. But no, they all need to come back, bro. Like maybe if y'all pop for one in a billion, they would come back, but y'all didn't. So Yeah, well I guess we'll have to uh wait and see what his last few matches are, but hopefully he's not like a nice cool like celebration tour, you know, like a few yeah. events, not just revolution, you know. Um you know like something like you know, like the last time you'll be on turn the network, you know, and things mm. like that, you know. Um Definitely can get like a special out of that. Anyway, um, Tony Storm. We got another fucking silent film or whatever. I, I am aware that this was in picture in picture for our US friends, yeah. Charlie. Um, however, we got this in full screen for my viewing enjoyment. This was unfortunate. I have. Um, <laughs> I have you on, know, Charlie. a few weeks ago that I said I really hope they don't jump the gun with this Tony Storm character and they let it play out naturally? Well? Well, they kind of <laughs> fucked themselves here because they've kind of jumped the gun with this Tony Storm character and didn't let it play out naturally. Well, so, um, that's, you get what you get. You, know? you get what you get. You get what you they, get. They struck gold and dug too deep and fucked yes. it. <laughs> Yeah, it's, saying, it's very similar to like what I was saying about the Roddy stuff earlier mm-hmm. in terms of like more personal enjoyment of it. It's like Tony Storm playing like the, you know, the the distressed fucking actress that's going mm-hmm. crazy. You know, like when when she was showing like the first elements of it, yeah. and she was just being like she was just having like these awkward, you know, breakdowns yeah. during her backstage promos and stuff, and it was like. Still, like, you're still out there, but you're a little bit more grounded. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can get behind that. But when you do fucking multiple silent movies every week and you're just playing in... She's basically just a full-on comedy character now, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like... I don't, I, don't, I don't get... I don't, I don't get what... I don't get it, you know? <laughs> I, I get it, but it's just too much. I think the character's, like, yeah. savable. It's not, like, completely over. We're not saying that. Like, <clears> it's very easy to just scrap this concept of, like, the silent films and go back to, like, the sit-downs, because I thought those were really good. Um, but they're leaning too much into the gimmick and not letting the gimmick breathe. They're, like, forcing stuff on it. Yeah. So it, it's I, weird. I even thought the sit-downs were a bit much for me, you know? Um mm. Yeah, genuinely, like, it's just, it's a lot. 
And it's and you got to think about like, for, for what purpose, whatever. But again, it's another one of those things that I've said it about four times during this show because AEW put a lot of these things on the show last night. It was another one of those things that a lot of people find funny. A lot of people laugh it up on Twitter and eat it all up. And, you know, uh, you know there'll be viral posts out of it and Tony will throw a shoe at someone or whatever the fuck, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, people will love it. But for me, I just... I just this isn't what I uh, put my wrestling TV programs on for, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I like Tony. I like Tony a lot, and I think I said it last week or the week before, Charlie. I do respect Tony's commitment to this character, yeah. um, but you know, it's a it's a lot. Miming Bro, bad. Oh. <laughs> um. Uh, we've already talked about the battle roll, but we have to talk about fucking. I've saved this for this is our main event, <laughs> you know. Nick Wayne and his mom sit down with Jim Ross. This, this. was fucking awful, but in the greatest of wrestling ways, you know. <laughs> um, it was. Um, Jim Ross, you know, he's he's asking. Like, obviously, he just uh, he just Nick Wayne just decided to side with Christian Cage, you know, and in the big shock in the main event the other day, and um, you know, Jim Ross tries to warn Nick Wayne that friends like Darby Allen are hard to come across in this business, and uh, you know, then he turns it over to Nick Wayne's mom, who just doesn't recognise the son anymore, you know, and she's doing his acting. And she, she, she don't know what happened to a sweet, sweet boy, you know. She was shocked, can't make sense of it all, doesn't understand why, why Nick Wayne would decide to side with the guy that's been fucking roasting his dead dad and doing all these terrible things in Christian Cage. And uh, Nick Wayne's just sat there with his blank face. <laughs> I love like, 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 encapsulated like the teenage boys so perfectly. It was just a dickhead eighteen year old. I was just like, yeah, this is how eighteen year olds act. I wish he, I wish he would have brought up the AR Fox shit though. I wish he would have. Uh, yeah, I think he's saving. Oh that no, you can't him. you can't talk about AR Fox anymore. Hey mom, you ever thought about the fact that maybe I turned on Darby because he forgave a guy that stuck a glass jar to my throat? Maybe maybe that's why I turned on him. Um. Oh man. Nick Wayne's mum trying her best, you know, she's doing this the way that it's shot as well is like a fucking adult swim skit. You know? <laughs> like, what were the camera angles? Why were we like below like what was Oh bro? Respect cinema? I don't know. Bro, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know what they were um It was too cinematic for me, clearly. Jim Ross just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, Jim Ross is sitting there like he's hating, like he's fucking hating to be oh, there. Bro. Um, when like Nick yeah. Wayne started talking and he was just like, "Respect your mother," that just sent me so <laughs> bad because he had said nothing for like a minute. Yo, someone should set Jr. on fire again. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love. I fucking love. He's a no good son of a bitch, and he'll burn in hell. He will, Nick Wayne will, brother. You know, he's a uh, Nick Wayne's mom is telling him that he can't, she doesn't recognize him anymore. Nick Wayne cuts her off. Um, 
he's he's over all the bullshit. He's trying to prove himself, and you know this isn't an act, and this is him now, and he's finally found a better father figure than his dad in Christian Cage. And Christian Cage comes into the shot like a fucking Bond villain being revealed for the first time. <laughs> and you puts his hand on him. You ready to go, son? He's like, you ready to go, son? And his delivery every time is just fucking immaculate. <laughs> I would love the, for the, the kayfabe and Nick Wayne just lives with Christian now. That would be amazing. <laughs> Um, yeah, have them roll up to the arena together. Like, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Nick Wayne's mom's trying to snap him out of it. She grabs him and everything, and she, you know, dogs are trying to snap him out of it. She Nick pushes her away. Yeah, or something like that. There's, there's some sort of like, uh, you know, so she grabs him or he grabs her, yeah. or then she smacks him, and. <laughs> Christian in the background is like, don't abuse him like that. Christian <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cage, man. Fuck. Um, what a hero. <laughs> even, even, though, even though Nick Wayne has just like turned on his mom, he's just said that Christian Cage is a better father figure than his deceased father. Uh, Christian Cage has been roasting his entire family, including his mother and father this whole time. And... Um, so, you know, his mum's understandably upset about it. And, yeah, you, you know, she slapped him. And, you know, this happens with kids sometimes. you got to discipline them. But Nick Wayne, of course, he didn't take it too well. And he says, uh, what did he He says, you're dead to me. You're <laughs> to dead to mom. me, yeah. <laughs> you're dead, dead to me. me. Nick Wayne's acting in this was fucking... It was... Jesus oh, Christ. GCSE it was drama. It was, it was GCSE drama. <laughs> Which means <clears throat> nothing to anyone that is English, but... It was dreadful, yeah. but it was great. high school drama, basically. Yeah, high school drama. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ, man, this was this was quite the. What a... this was this felt like unintentionally hilarious, even though there was mm-hmm. definitely some comedic, intentional comedic elements to it, like the way Christian came into the shot and stuff. But um, yeah, then, then after when Christian leaves with his new son Nick Wayne. They, uh, you know, you hear all, you hear someone getting jumped, and you think, because Christian K has just turned on Nick Wayne, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was getting ready to just let out a yell. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> go through all that and just kicks yeah. the shit out of him, you know? Um, <laughs> but uh, it wasn't, it, it was Darby. Darby jumps him and uh, spends Yo, most Darby of his time. Darby beat the fuck out of him, bro. Yeah, man. Oh, he beat the shit out of Nick Wayne. He was throwing him around. He beat the shit out of him. Nick Wayne, I think, lost a tooth or some shit. That's yeah, what they were saying on commentary. Beautiful. He did have a bloodied mouth, so something went on there. Um, <laughs> My favorite visual of the entire segment is when the heels are like running away or chicken shitting. And while while he's holding Nick Wayne with a bloody tooth, Christian just raises the title like, remember, I'm the champion, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, everyone's out there Sting's out there Christian's out there um, it, it was weird Copeland didn't come out to, to even the odds type thing but he was there I don't, I, don't, I don't know what Copeland's playing at hey he came out after the show so I got to hear like you think you know me it hits different <laughs> live it hits different I'm telling y'all oh bro listen I feel a certain way about Adam Copeland in AEW 
But I'm going to be such a mark if I get to see him at full gear. It's different life. It really is. Yeah, I can imagine. Of course, he's such a... He's a legend, man, regardless yeah. of what we think about him. Uh, what anyone thinks of him now or ever, he's he's a legend. He always will be. He's a huge deal in AEW, of course, and he's a huge signing. Yeah. You know, we'll see. We'll see where it goes, man. Uh, the sit-down interview is interesting. I know we already spoke about it, but he said something in it which was like, not exactly babyface at all. And he was like, if it wasn't for me, Christian would be like working in an IT office. And it was just like, he came across like really egotistical. I don't know if he meant it to come out like that, but it did. <laughs> but, you know, we'll see how it plays out. Who knows? Uh, Adam Edge and Christian Cage could be a heel tag team going for. I don't know. You know, um, it may not end the way that you think it does in Knockout. They reunite and it's this beautiful thing. There might just be a pair of pieces of shit together, you know? <laughs> be pretty beast. I don't, I don't know. He might want to do that because his heel run in WWE was a catastrophic failure. When you know, yeah. Not in his most recent run, obviously. Not his original run because he's one of the best heels in this time. <laughs> but, um, you thought you most... knew? He never did. Never did. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, I think... I don't think it's a hot take either to say that that heel run was a catastrophic failure on his part. So, um, he may, he may, you know, he may still want to scratch that itch. He may want to do like a, a successful heel run in it. So, I don't know. Uh, that wouldn't be what I put my money on. My money would probably be on like the, you know, the obvious answer. Of, you know, you get the big reuniting everyone's happy for them and they go off into the sunset together and it's this beautiful thing and everyone says oh but um yeah the show closed with the battle royal which we already spoke about Juice Robinson won the battle royal as he predicted in the start of the show MJF versus Juice Robinson MJF threatened to kill Juice Robinson so uh he's still very mad they've clearly dropped the quarters thing as they rightfully should have God. Yeah, because that was uh, you know, it was it was distasteful anyway. Um, it's not I'm not I'm not Jewish, so it's not really my position to look, talk on about how offensive or inoffensive something is. But you know, it's pretty obvious from the reaction it got that it wasn't the greatest decision. But one thing I said the week it happened, same thing now. It's like the timing of it was just fucking drastically yeah. like terrible like it was almost unbelievable that it made it through like quality control or whatever the fuck they do over there in AEW um but yeah that's been dropped and Juice is just punching people with the left is it left or right under guard I can't I never remember it's the left no because I think it's the left hand of God because of Max made a reference to like the right hand of the devil or something like that Maybe, uh, but yeah, he's just gone back to that. He, he ain't doing the loaded fist with the quarters at the moment, which I assume was going to be the play that they were going for, you know? Because like, that, yeah. that was how uh, Jay White got the win, wasn't it? Like, Juice punched someone on the apron, and then, uh, mm. I don't know. Anyway, AW Dynamite, we've already spoke briefly about the quarter hours. Quickly going to touch on this PW, PWI list, because we've just done a long-ass review for you guys. Um. Yeah, PWI. They do Pro Wrestling Illustrated. They do a list of the 250 best wrestlers every year. Um, I can't remember what the voting period is, but it isn't. You know, it's not fucking 
it's not like it, it's, the uh, voting period it ended June today. To July. So it was like June 2022 to July 2023. And there you go. So summer to summer, wrestlers of the year, they do this list every year. Um, and a lot of people take notice of it. A lot of wrestlers get very proud when they rank highly on the list or even make the list at all. So it definitely does carry a lot of weight. And the top 10 was number one, Rhea Ripley. Number two, Julia of Stardom, for those that don't know. Number three, Bianca Belair. Number four, Jamie Hayter. Number five, Tam Nakano, also of Stardom. Number six, Athena. Number seven, Diana Perrazzo. Uh, Number eight, Willow Nightingale. Number nine, Camille of the NWA. And number 10, Jordan Grace. Um, this list is based... I haven't, got the, uh, I haven't got the criteria in front of me, but I know this list isn't based on like who's the best in-ring wrestler. No. You know, who's got the highest cage match score. It's, it's, it's a few things. It's like your kayfabe record, big yeah. moments, uh, being, you know, being world champion, a big promotion. Yeah. Um, a minimum like of that. 10 matches in the period. Yeah. Uh, the notability of your opponents. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stuff like that. Which is why Mercedes didn't... Did she even make it on the list year, this year? I don't think she did. I don't think she did because she definitely hasn't had 10 matches. Because she was injured. In yeah. She hasn't had 10 like, matches anyway, so... No, she hasn't. No, not since she came back in January. Because so. Oh. I saw a couple of people outraged about that. I was just like, bro, she was never making that list. Because she got injured, it's really. No, she doesn't. She doesn't fit the criteria to even make the no. list. Never mind being high on it, you know. Like, oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, when, when you take into like the pro wrestling illustrated criteria, like someone asked on the timeline, like before a few hours before it came out, like who does everyone think is going to win? People are like, I think Athena should win, or I think Julia should win, or I think this person should win, you know. And it's like. It's not who you think is the best wrestler in the world. Like it's who you think meets their criteria the best. Right. So I, I was always I've, I've said for a long for a good few months. I think Rhea Ripley will win number one in that because, bro, she she fucking won the rumble from number one. She won the world title against Charlotte in a great match at Mania. She's <laughs> literally one of the main people on Raw. Like even though like, you can say what you want about how much she wrestles or. How much you know? How great her title reign has been, not like, individually, but at the end of the day, she is one of the main people on Raw. She's all over the shows every single week. One of the most over characters on the shows. She's a huge star. She just keeps growing and growing and growing a stardom. Um, and you know, she's moving merch. She's ticking all those like kind of boxes. So um, it did not shock me whatsoever to see Rhea Ripley top this year's list. I had the conversation last night with one of our good friends, Dream. Shout out Dream. But we, I had the conversation with him last night. And we was just like, you know, <laughs> Athena, I said it, I tweeted it yesterday. Athena should be number one. And it's it's unfortunate that she's not number one because if Athena had the type of the, the type of push, and I, when I say push, I mean like media presence that Rhea Ripley has, she would 100% be number one. But you never hear about Athena until it's time for a pay-per-view. Or until that's, it's not time to be, that's, that's not true. true. That's, that's not true. That is not true. true. No, I'm not that's saying. Not I'm, not cool, saying I'm not saying. No, I'm not. I'm saying they don't push her on TV. They don't say anything about her yes, on TV. But people, pe- listen. I, I'm not trying to be a homer. Well, no, I'm not trying to be a homer. I, I legit think Athena should have been number one. People tune into ROH literally only for Athena. Yeah. That's the only reason people tune. Yeah, she's bro, lost one match this year. People, but that's the thing. She has lost one match this year. She has lost one match this year. 
and has multiple great matches. Rhea Ripley has one great match this year. One great match. And How it's many the match. And she hasn't done anything since then. She hasn't done anything since then. And she has a title. Cool. Athena has a title. Athena's competition is, other than Charlotte, is fucking either at the level or better than Charlotte's competition. She's fucking doing all this dynamic stuff. I let don't know. You, wait, 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 Chris, Chris, let me, Chris, Chris, let me ask you a question. How many oh, of these? God. How many of these great matches besides the Willow match have been pushed? Have been pushed by Tony Khan? Have been said, "Hey, everybody, go check what, out the match." The, the criteria is not who's been pushed the best. That's not the criteria, Robert. Wait, wait, wait. Then how did Rhea Ripley win? Because she part, had... that is part of the criteria, though, Chris. How did Rhea Ripley win? Rhea Ripley's not good enough to be number one. You just, you just waffled, and then just you just waffled the Twitter. I went wrong. You're being a WWE homer because last mean, night everyone was giving their ass about it. So now you're coming up I here talking about it. I quite literally said he should, she should be oh, number one. The bottom line is she's not pushed like she should be number one. She's not. Mm -hmm. I think if you want, I think if you want great matches on Honor Club, who talks about them besides that's us? That's the thing. And it, so I think if you want to say, I think Athena is the best women's wrestler in the world right now. I think that Thank is you. a very, 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 very fair statement to make because of all yeah. the reasons that Chris listed. But if we're talking about who meets the Pro Wrestling Illustrated criteria the best, I think it's clearly Rhea. Like, yeah. um, I don't um, as good as Athena's been, you know, um, because that they have their way of doing things, you know, like I said, it, they they absolutely factor in the fact of like, what she's done on the biggest pay per views. They're going to factor in the, uh, how big of a star she's been this year. They're going to factor yeah. in all these things and all the attention that they've put on her. WWE have put loads of focus on Rhea, whether she's in the ring or backstage, whereas AW, AW Tony Khan, Ring of Honor have kind of pretty much in the opposite with Athena. We're crying out every week on these podcasts oh. for Athena to get on Dynamite and Athena well, to be this and be showcased to the world, but she just hasn't I been given the opportunity. I don't. I think, honestly, it comes down to Athena hasn't truly been given the opportunity to be number one, and the yeah. fact that she's even made the top ten is a testament to how great she is as a wrestler because she is yeah. phenomenal. And but again, when... if you want to say she's the best wrestler, women's wrestler in the world right now, I won't argue with you, to be honest, but when it comes to that pro wrestling illustrated list and how they do things, it's hard to argue against Rhea, in my opinion. I think well. the PWI does lend itself quite well to WWE wrestlers because of the way they're booked. Mm -hmm. um, so the fact that like people like Athena, Willow, like the stardom wrestlers, like making it so high on the list is like not an achievement that should be knocked, but... Um, I don't know, mm. like, Rhea Ripley was always going to be number one this year because of she's, like, you can't look at anywhere in media without finding Rhea Ripley fans, like, it's all across, like, you go on TikTok and look up, like, <laughs> WWE, yeah. the first TikToks that come up are either Roman Reigns or Rhea Ripley, and that tells you everything you need to know, like... She's a Athena had one of the women's matches of the year at Death Before Dishonor, and we didn't yeah. hear about her again until it was time for a zero hour. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's on it. Like I said again, I think I think the reason why someone like Athena isn't number one is because of just kind of a lack of opportunity for her to actually take that spot. You know, um, right? She could so, very easily like win Women's Wrestler of the Year on like our list. 
because she was of the doing type all, of audience we have. If if she was doing all that shit she was doing this year on Ring of Honor on Dynamite or or Collision. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. She probably yeah, she probably Yeah. 100%. Rhea Rhea's case would have still been for like for their criteria again, the PWI criteria. Rhea's case still would have been just as strong as it was, but if Athena yeah. was doing all this on Dynamite then she definitely would have been like at least at least top three, mm-hmm. you know. Um Julia had a really great time, uh, really great year in that time period. Um, I think it kind, I think her reign kind of petered out a little towards the end, and of course, she doesn't have the kind of exposure that some of the other women in the top ten do. So that always is going to hurt her. Although a stardom wrestler did win it last year in Surrey, so uh, you know. But again, I think I think Rhea Ripley to the criteria has had like such a strong year for that. So. Yeah, you know, shout out to Rhea Ripley, shout out to Julia. Some even finishing second, like Julia to finish second on the PWI list is incredible for her. So, congratulations to her, Bianca and Jamie. Of course, both out at the moment. Bianca may be back as soon as tomorrow night, but um, yeah, she's taking some time off. Jamie Hayter, of course, has a really brutal injury at the moment, so hopefully, she's recovering well. Tam, my favorite stardom wrestler at number five. I love Tam, uh, will always be happy to see her yeah. on his list. Athena, we just spoke about extensively. Diana Perrazzo, and she had a strong year this year. She kind of slipped down the list a bit last year. Um, I think she was like number 16, 17, 18, something like that last year. But uh, yeah, she's back firing again. Diana Perrazzo, really great in ring worker. And just uh, probably one of the better parts of the Impact Knockouts division. It's a really strong division. Jordan Grayson have won at number 10. Willow, everyone loves Willow. If you don't like Willow, there's something wrong with you. Camille, you know, NWA, it's pretty fair to say, but not a lot of people are super into that. But yeah. she was a super, not super, super dominant champion, and that's probably why she's on the list. Um, she was champion for ages for NWA. Yeah, like, bro, like 600 days or something. Like, she was, she was having, like, an Okada reign, bro. <laughs> like, she was... She was uh, Favorite Camille match, everyone? Hmm? I couldn't tell you. Favorite I don't Camille think match, I've she had a pretty, uh, she had a pretty solid match with Lola Hirsch. I remember. That was two years ago, brother. Bro, this reign has been fucking <laughs> long, bro. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, you she about Trump administration gaps. She still got the fucking belt. Has she actually? That's kind of. No, didn't she drop? Didn't she drop it recently? I thought she dropped it recently. I thought she dropped it recently. I'm not 100%. I don't follow the MD- NWA. Oh, we, oh, 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 you know? oh, Monty, now that they on CW, we bow to, brother. We, we are doing... <laughs> I don't know if I can co-sign that once. I'm announcing a watch-along for the first ever NWA on CW, uh, CW stream, baby. Nasty business. Nasty business. Um... But yeah, the pro wrestling illustrator, at least every single year, people are always going to critique how they do it, but they do it the way they do it. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, when WWE, people finish, the li- when WWE fin- people finish at the top of the list, apparently they love WWE and the bias towards WWE. But, you know, over, over the past few years, we've had Suri win top women's wrestler, Kenny Omega and Marks have won top males wrestler in recent years. So, um, yeah, they absolutely well, do lead. They do absolutely do put a uh, a lot of stock on WWE just simply being the yeah. biggest company in the world and being the biggest platform, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I don't think it's like a oh, if it's not WWE, it's not good, bro. Like I don't think it's abs- yeah. I don't think it's anything close to that. No, 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 no
winning uh, men's wrestling year was like this is like the worst PWI top five hundred two of all time. Rhea and fucking Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, what the fuck? It's gonna be real WWE dominated this year because it was an absolutely winning tag team of the year. Me and I, me and I are giving each other therapy in the DMs when Seth Rollins was announced as number one. That does baffle me. That one really does baffle me. Listen. I know I waffled. I can get real winning. Because, you know, everything y'all said, I get real winning. Seth Rollins? Bro, Seth oh, is so brother. Bro, Seth, Seth had two back-to-back matches with Nakamura on two different main events on two different pay-per-views, and Ricochet went on Raw and in 15 minutes had a better match than both of those matches. <laughs> Nakamura. But Nakamura, who I can agree with Ibu at this point, is horrible in 2023. He's been horrible his whole career, to be honest. <laughs> So that's the that's the PW at least. Like I said, every every year people are gonna say what they say about them, you know. But um like I said, when you look at their criteria, I think Ray does absolutely have a very, very, yeah. very, very strong case, as does <laughs> Julia, as does Bianca and Jamie and uh Tam in the top five. So um yeah. I think Ray being number one doesn't really offend me too much, but I get why people are kind of like, oh, she's had fucking two matches, or oh, she hasn't, you know, she hasn't had the matches that someone like a Julia or an Athena has had. Um, but that isn't the criteria, brother. You know, I don't think Rhea Ripley's going to win Wrestling Observer Women's Wrestler of the Year. I don't, a I doubt, real award. I doubt, I doubt Rhea Ripley's going to win the Wrestle Purist Rest, Women's Wrestler of the Year. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I'm not a real award. Th- this one. This particular one, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, was um was probably always going to be hers, you know. So, yeah. shout out to Rhea Ripley. I am a fan. Huge star all over the shows. Genuinely one of the biggest stars on Raw. Um, one of the, I think she's probably the biggest women's wrestlers, wrestling star in the world at the moment, to be honest. Um, yeah. Becky, Becky. You know. Huh. Uh, all right. You cannot, there'll always be a case of Becky, but right now, uh, Rhea Ripley, I'd probably say, household name, she's definitely on that way. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Charlie, your birthday, you want to do another shot for Royal Quest or something? You haven't got convinced me to do another <laughs> shot, we'll do it. Do, it. do a shot for, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want, chat. give Charlie a reason to do a shot. What? Who is she doing a shot for? Now we wait. Because <laughs> I did one for like half the elite. Uh, Sting. Matt Jackson, but not Nick. You know? yeah. I mean, Matt was always my favourite. He is, he is, he is. Huh. I'm doing huh. one for Dan House and all Jeff Jarrett. Get the fuck out of here. You're actually picking oh, like one, one, one of the like four things that Charlie won't do a shot for. You know, yeah. Dan House and Jeff Jarrett, Eddie Kingston. That's a good one. Eddie Kingston, yeah, a shot to bring Carlo Riley back. Yeah, gone, bro. Real quick, the Royal Quest like reaction to Eddie Kingston. They should have had him in a singles match, man, because Stone they. Cold Steve Austin, brother. It was nuts. It was like <laughs> 4K people in that building, and it felt about like 20 when Eddie came out. Like people love Eddie, man. He's 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 a special he kind of over. Like I don't know, but here's to Eddie Kingston, bro, my forever champ. He's kind of Teflon, you know. <laughs> Down the hatch. 
He's kind of terrible. He is, man. People like fucking. It's not like he's never won that world title yet. Well, obviously he won the ROH title, which I love to see that. Obviously, especially with it being in New York against Claudio, like it was a beautiful thing, you know. Um, it don't it don't matter if Eddie lose loss after loss after loss, but Eddie's always just going to be over now because the public have seen him. He's been on that platform, and yeah. uh, we just people just love him. He has a special connection. But anyway. Um, Literally everywhere he goes, everyone loves Eddie Kingston. I'm going to start wrapping it up. Uh, we've got a couple of super chats and we're going to get out of here before we get Charlie falling over or something. He's all a heart, $10, appreciate you. Somehow the villain the villain origin story has become a staple of AEW. Not one of them has ever moved me. Like Hobbs had confidence on the mark and all that, but bro, why do I care about a WWE house show? That's a fair point, to be honest. It's not like... Again, it's not like the... The origin stories are kind of there for sake's sake, you know. It's um, so, it's there yeah. just to give justification of certain actions, I guess. But you know, they're not exactly the most moving things, you know. Like you have every right to ask why you would care about Hobbs' experience at WWE House Show, you know. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't think AEW with the. I don't think storytelling particularly is what their thing, you know. But it's not. That's mm. that's a whole other conversation for another day. Um, yeah. <laughs> Will Chisholm, ten dollars. Uh, okay, Triple H hasn't been in charge for a month, and he's already got his talent trying to bring in women from Japan. Him and William Regal not sleep. First Corey now Vince is throwing up now. Um, oh man, uh, I don't know. I don't know if me you. I'm not sure if he's. I don't know. I don't know what the situation is with me. She's she's interesting because she does come over to the US, and her training with Natty isn't necessarily the. You know. You know. The, uh, you know, Mayu, know. From what I've heard, uh, street saying the yen is low. So uh, do with that what you want, but uh, you know I got this sheet of paper. It's not a contract. It's not a contract, but you might want to just put your signature on it. <clears throat> I just yeah I don't know, I don't know I don't know what WWE's intentions are if they even have any like you know but yeah she she comes over here she trains over here I say over here I'm in the UK we're talking about the US by the way um you know she goes she goes over to the US uh, not frequently but it's not uncommon either for her to go over there and she wrestles for pro wrestling Eve quite a bit. There you go. You know, she gets booked. She gets dates. She gets dates over here. She's yeah. obviously got. Fr- she's made friends over here. Like I've mentioned a couple of times, she's trained with Natty and TJ multiple times. Um, she's been to one, maybe two NXT shows. So she's obviously got a connection at WWE that can just get a ticket to whatever the fuck or Compa or whatever the fuck it is. Um, but yeah, we've never heard any reports that like me you's had conversations with WWE or anything like that. You know, it's always been very like uh, casual. You know, so I don't know. She'd be a great addition to any women's roster. She's a great wrestler with a unique style, and um, you know, she she's done she's done a lot in TJPW, and I'm sure I'm sure the US probably tempts her. I don't know. Probably. Um. 
I've been called an American at heart, and I think that's an insult. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Charlie, it's your birthday. Do you have any last Charlie. words? Um, just thank you for all the birthday wishes, guys. I really appreciate it, and I appreciate all the support you give me. I do some cool stuff in this space, and it wouldn't be possible without like Russell Pierce as a whole, but also like the people that support us. So, thanks, guys. Yeah, we do. We have a great community here, you know. Uh, whether it's a birthday also, or not, you know. I will be tweeting tomorrow about my birthday because it may be my birthday now here, but it's not in America yet. So I will be getting the attention again. Like, yes. don't get it twisted. Yes. <laughs> Balloons are going to be on the page. You're going to get a bunch of birthday tweets, you know. Someone, we're going to get that MJF birthday message. But, yeah. Um, Better not be a tweet. <laughs> yeah, everyone put, put, your, put your hearts and your happy birthdays in the chat for Charlie and um, you know we, we, we got Chris Bread back on a Thursday hopefully we can sure get him a few more times the best birthday present we got Rob to run in and just be very spiteful about Emi Sakura who I, know, I, 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 who I think is a very lovely wrestler you know um <laughs> Yeah, that's Brewery's podcast. We didn't do one last week on Thursday because obviously Dynamite was on Tuesday and me, Ibu and Charlie done the Wednesday show and, you know, we fucked around and we didn't do the Thursday. But, you know, back to original programming, podcast 101. Um, Have we got anything planned for tomorrow? As of right now, not sure. Keeping on the Twitter page as always. We'll keep you up to date. Uh, but for myself, from Rob, from Chris O'Bread, from the birthday girl, Charlie, thank you for watching. Please like and subscribe, and we will catch you. Oh, and thank you so much for the super chats, as always. Always appreciate it. And we will catch you next time. Peace.